0: Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson.
1: This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Yeah, I do. The boys are here. The
2: boys are here.
1: Two Men On is, well, we're not live from the studio today. Fred Slow is here. I will be here alongside you, friend of the show, up until 7 o'clock tonight where we hand this bad boy over to Mike Trujillo and True to the Game. And alongside me, well, you're the one who puts the M in YMCA, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Oh, just peachy today, buddy. How you be? I I don't complain often, at least not publicly. Back at the home studio is our very good friend Mike Vitale. Michael, how are you?
3: Pretty good. Your boy is back in the studio trying to learn to swim.
1: (laughs) That's Okay. (laughs) I don't even think Mike turned the lights on when we're not there. I mean, I did just sits in the dark.
3: You know what? I thought I would hear in the background people swimming and all that. You guys are in a different area, huh?
1: So, yeah. So the pool right now, because of the winter months, the pool is Ah. chained off here. So your boys are live at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We are at the McLeod Mountainside Center. I think it's just called McLeod. To the layman. So we're at the McLeod Center at the intersection of Comanche and Tramway. I could give you the exact address, but I have no idea what it is.
2: It's over here. It's over here. Yeah, it's it's
1: over here. It's where we are. Shoot me a text. I'll drop you a pen. But we are up here today live from the YNCA, and uh, we're about to catch the after after work crowd because I caught everyone leaving before the after work crowd comes in.
2: Yeah, the smart ones who come here in the middle of the day when no one's here, they're just leaving right now. And then here come the after work crowd. So we're
1: we're here at the YMCA all day long. As you are aware, friend of the show, the YMCA is a friend of ours, and every opportunity we have to kinda of interact with them we do and, and how gracious they are to us today to have us out here. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Obviously we've got a lot of guests because we are out. Sarah Kylie will join us. She runs all the group fitness stuff
2: van. I'm That's, stoked for that one. Yeah,
1: so she's gonna uh she's going to I think downward dog you on air. Okay. So get ready <laughs> for
2: I'm familiar. That's going to be a good are one. Are we talking like yoga or urban dictionary? I don't know how close you guys are. So, <laughs> okay. we'll, yeah, we'll
1: have to learn. We'll have to find out. Mark Lewis will join us. Mark Lewis, uh, well, he's all everything up here at the McLeod YMCA, so he's going to join us. He's the director here, and he's going to talk about what's going on with the program, He's, or excuse me, the facility. He's going to talk about all the options for uh, if you're looking to join, if you're looking to become a part, uh, or if you just want to get back to your community because that's what the YMCA is all about. And then at 530 – Michael Frankel will join us because there was or near the biggest upset in UFC history in the history of all UFC, and we're going to have a lot of fun with he because um, I don't have the passion that he has for UFC, and I'm
2: jealous. Well, my favorite fighter was fighting. What? Sugar Shane. Who's that? Sugar Sean. What? Sugar Sean. The snowboarder. Yeah, Sugar Sean White. Is that right? Yeah. He's, he's the one with the rainbow. Braids. Oh, he loses all the time, but he steeps. He still keeps getting big fights. Well, he's undefeated when he doesn't injure himself. Okay. So I can't wait to ask Micah about that. A very John Jones statement of you.
1: So it was a big weekend in MMA. It was a big weekend in football, which you and Robert covered yesterday on the show. I know yesterday's show was good because I got a lot of text about how good it was, and I wasn't on it.
2: Because you were having a birthday, well, buddy. Birthday? Yeah,
1: I took the day off yesterday. Um, a lady planned a, a fun little excursion day. And I thought, should I go into work for an hour and a half as you guys, uh, like, warm up the bed for Monday Night Football, or should I not? And you said, don't even consider coming in. It's your special day, as you didn't get a birthday last year because you were hospitalized with COVID-19. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you had two years worth of celebrating in one day.
1: Which was a lot. It mm-hmm. was a lot. We were live from Bourbon & Boots this past Sunday. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that, bringing the Raiders. Um, I wanted to call it a game originally in the Oof. sentence I
2: was going to use, Yeesh. but I'm going to call it uh crime scene. Well, I mean, professional athletes showed up at the same spot and, mm-hmm. and played a game with a uh, set of rules. Yes. But it, it wasn't much of a game. No. It was rough. And
1: and, uh, you know, according to Triple H, it's all about the game and how you play it. But the Raiders didn't even play
2: it. They Luckily for Bourbon and Boots, uh-huh. we had a bunch of people come wish you happy birthday. And
1: drink away their sorrows. Because the,
2: ra- the Raiders <laughs> fans left at halftime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That was too good. Uh, so, yeah, thank you to you and Robert yesterday. Obviously, thank you to the friends of the show that tune into the morning show as well. I know Jeff Simbieta is off this week because he's working with the New Mexico Bowl. So, it was a, a good dose of our friend Jeff Grammer this morning. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, I'm not saying I'm saying, but a little birdie told me you might be hearing a little bit more Jeff Grammer on this radio station. So, what? yeah, that's- so that's going to be a lot of fun for the friend of this show and the friend of the station. Again, we are live at the YMCA today. We're going to be here all day until 7 p.m. Um, I think there's coffee even still on. So if you want to come see your boys, come see your boys. Uh, and roughly, we'll. I mean, it's a dollar a day to join. I don't know why this is even a conversation. I to keep having it away. Yeah.
2: Technically, it's like 50 cents a day because you get two locations.
1: Technically, if you take advantage of child care, they're paying you. It's mm-hmm. yeah, free.
2: Technically. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see it. You could write this off on your taxes, I think, too.
1: Mike Faital, what do we have to do to get you to come down to the YMCA at least five or six days
3: a week? Um, let's see. I would love to go in the afternoons. Oh, wait. I'm working, <laughs> so I can't go you at You are saying, you want to go to the
2: YMCA <laughs> from 4 to 7 yeah. Monday through Friday? <laughs>
3: 3 to 5.
2: I can take a hint. No. I understand what you're saying.
3: No. There. You know, Mike, g- I could go sometime in the morning. I just can't get out of bed some days. I'm well, lazy. you know, we
1: start our days at the YMCA, Mike. It's it's every morning, 7 a.m. So we're horn guys. Like yeah. We're, yeah. We start our day at the horn. We're at McLeod today. And we would start our day at the McLeod, except, well, we both just live closer to the horn.
2: That's correct. Yeah. And luckily, they don't have, like, a Biggie Tupac thing going mm-hmm. on. They're both very friendly. They both get along great. So you can go to either one or both.
3: Now, which and, one has a no? swimming pool? Because I like to swim. Okay.
1: So the McLeod one has a swimming pool, but there's a caveat. Close. So the swimming pool is operated separately. So you have to have another conversation here. Ah. So there's yeah. So everything is here and it's at your disposal, but you have to you have to get on the level.
2: Something like that. Yes, that gotcha. sounds correct.
1: This and I've been using uh, old timey talk all day long, and uh, it's important to me that you get on the level, Sonny. So that's how I feel.
2: I just Googled what caveat meant. Yes. And I think you used it correctly.
1: Uh, I believe it is excrement from uh, fishes. I thought it was a German wine. This A German wine sounds like this. What about my soccer team?
2: Uh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: a German wine. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun out here today. Obviously, we're going to talk sports, pop culture, current events on the docket today if you want to look that one up Van Uh, the Monday Night Football recap uh, are the Rams for real I'm going to tell you they're not spoiler alert also we 're going to talk MVP for the NFL or as Ivory Man it most valuable quarterback and we 're going to do that. There are certain guys that are not in the conversation that should be uh, van you 're real passionate about gambling and sports, and there 's been a big change in Ohio laws and Las Vegas is getting the Super Bowl correct so get ready for that obviously some his- historic landmarks with Tom Brady and Steph Curry this week, so we 're going to talk about that. Tiger Woods is officially back this weekend, so if you haven't had your fix. Of that yet, we're going to go into that at length. Uh, COVID-19 is not gone away, friends of the show. COVID-19 very much exists, and even though I'm one day sober from my COVID-19, excuse me, one year one sober year, yeah. from my COVID-19 addiction, uh, athletes everywhere are doing their absolute best to catch it.
2: Wildfire out yeah, there.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. J.R. Smith, uh, Smith is blowing my mind. I thought J.R. Smith was going back to college to cash in on name, image, likeness, and just kind of run – like, this thing is a joke, is being a collegiate golfer. But old oh boy's posting 4.0s, and he's figuring it out. So
2: I thought it would be a total Rodney Dangerfield situation, but yeah. he's taking it very seriously.
1: We met today with locker number 505, had a lot of fun with them, sat down at O'Neill's. Have you been to O'Neal's before?
2: Oh, uh, I frequent O'Neill's Okay,
1: so Washington and Central. We went up there for a little lunch route today, talked to O'Neal's. Or, excuse me, talk to Locker 505 about what they got going on in the community. And we plan to have them on often moving forward because they have fundraisers mm-hmm. and cool events coming on. We recap the Shop with a Kid program. I know it had an official title. I don't remember
2: what it was. We're but, busy guys. You yeah. can't remember all the titles.
1: But what it was, Michael, is they partnered me and Van with an adolescence and we helped them buy clothes. Um, and uh, I, le- at least I realized I wasn't very cool.
2: Whatsoever? No. No. You're, I,
1: you're cool with, like, 65 year olds i went to cracker barrel for my birthday yesterday 16 year old girls are not in your wheelhouse yeah see michael michael really connects cracker barrel barrel.
3: barrel. instead of ymca Hmm. Hmm. so it's
1: yeah it's uh i don't know it's been a fun couple days and we're gonna have a fun couple more we are live from revel tomorrow night four to six so if you are in the health thing you come to the y and you see us today if you're into the drinking thing, you come to Revel and you see us tomorrow. <laughs> Please. And if you're me, you do both. Correct. Yeah,
2: you find that good balance. You got to do the first one so you can do the second one.
1: Uh, uh, you got to do the first one so you can do the. You second You got to exercise
2: one. so you can drink. I okay. That's what I meant. We'll yeah. just. Uh, I said so that's, I that's so why I Van
3: gets there early in the morning so he can exercise and then go drink for the rest of the day.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Easy. Or maybe not. There's, I wait till five.
1: <laughs> Then on Friday, we are live from Noisy Water Winery, which is at the northwest corner uh, of Old Town Plaza, as we are broadcasting live 4 to 7 from the New Mexico Bowl pep rally
2: van. That's going to be a lot of fun.
1: That's going to be a lot of fun. So I met with Charles Rumbaugh over there today and kind of talked about all the logistics and the how we're going to do it and the who we're going to see and how it's going to be impacted and why we're so excited about it and all the people that are going to come out. By the way, can we have wine? He said yes.
2: Well, what about the FCC? What do they think?
1: I, I guess they could have wine. Sweet.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: boy.
1: Don't know the rules because they don't ask the question. Sweet. Uh, Michael, we're going to grab a break just a minute early so we can come back with my friend Sarah Ukiley. We're going to talk about all the group fitness stuff going over here at the YMCA. And we're going to talk about how if you have any obstacles in uh, reaching your physical fitness goals and how one of those obstacles might be crossing the threshold in the first place to walk in, mm-hmm. how you can overcome those. And Sarah will help you do that. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On, and we are live from the YMCA of Central New Mexico, McLeod location, the intersection of Comanche and Tramway. We are also, well, I guess Michael, is at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. It sure is. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days here at the YMCA. It's 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal. Your boys are live from the YMCA of
2: Central New Mexico, the McLeod Building, and it's McLeod, like the, uh, like a Scottish surname. It's not MC Cloud. It's it's
1: why not would that like be, a, It's after John McLeod. It's not it's not after a a DJ who only performs on shady days.
2: Oh, that's I think that's Steve Stucker's rap name it, is MC Cloud. Oh, damn it. I'm pretty sure it's not a real thing. I hope. <laughs>
1: Joining us on the program, friend of the show now, Sarah. U- uh, excuse me, Sarah U-Kiley, who uh, group fitness and blood pressure director and uh, personal trainer and uh, and mom of the year. And what am I missing, Sarah? What else is on the list?
0: I don't know, just everything. There you go. <laughs> so.
1: You're joining us to kind of talk about some of the stuff going on here at the YMCA, talk about some of the group fitness programs, talk about uh, how things were pre-COVID and and how the YMCA has adjusted to the COVID-19 pandemic and what you guys are doing, at least for the beginning of the next year.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously COVID uh, changed everything completely for us here. You know, we went from having over 50 classes a week at each branch, and now we're, we're at about 12 to 15 um, classes per week at each branch, but we're 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 adding more classes starting in January, so we're excited. And we also uh, another thing that COVID uh, forced us to do is we started um, streaming some of the classes online uh, via Zoom. So a lot of our classes are available for people because a lot of our members aren't comfortable um, still coming back to in-person classes. So we offer them on Zoom, and they can access that those through our website. So.
2: So it's not just you doing all the classes, right? What? You got no. like a ragtag bunch of yeah. a bunch of a trainers. Mo- a motley that do crew.
0: We're not ragtag. They're they're excellent oh, instructors, okay. the best instructors. We we have the best instructors. We also have the best members. I feel I've worked at many, many gyms over my career and I I really just love the group of instructors that we have. They're all really excellent professionals they love what they do the members love them so
1: um, well in full disclosure for all the friends of the show van and i were on the advisory board for horn like we're big ymca guys ourselves and and that's the thing i was trying to communicate is fellowship like how like the ymca has a different energy than um like box gym or strip mall gym like how do you notice the differences like a professional who's been on the other side of that
0: yeah so i um this is not the first YMCA I've worked for. I've worked here for about eight years or so. I think it's eight years now. Um, I've worked for Ys in other places that I've lived. Um, and it, it, you kind of get the same feeling um, from one Y to the other. And I've also worked at Gold's Gym and you know, work at the JCC. And I've worked at other places. But here at the Y, it's really we are a family. And that's one thing that you don't get at other gyms. Um, everybody here really wants to help you. The members feel that the members take ownership of the branches and they really care about everything that happens within the branch. You know, they're really, um, you know, they, they like to comment on, on everything. And, um, it's just a great community of people to be around. So.
1: The boys are live at the YMCA today and joining us is Sarah Kylie and she runs the group fitness and she's the director of the blood pressure program and, and does a lot of stuff. Van, I know you've worked a lot in health and you've, you've had a lot of relationships with individuals that have, have, done positive things with their lives um talk about like some of the stresses van as you talked to sarah about like like how your blood pressure can be affected by like stress and in your environment and all those things can you can you two talk about how it's important to make sure you're always maintaining
2: where you want to be blood pressure wise Wait, well sarah said something earlier that i would like to find out for myself oh okay that mcleod has the best members
0: Oh, no, us no, 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 the Y, the y, y in, in general. general. No, okay. it's, it's across both branches. No, I didn't mean McLeod. I meant, I meant the Y. Okay. No, okay. There's no, a turf war now. No, 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 there so is it, no turf yeah. war between McLeod and Horn.
2: <laughs> so you heard it here first. Sarah drew a line yeah, in the sand. There's a deep <laughs> line
1: of demarcation. <laughs> We're starting the battle today. Yes. Who has
2: the best members? Greaser
1: so is
2: really, the way I see it. <laughs> yeah, so so group exercise. Yes. Why not just show up and and walk on the treadmill and then go about your business? What what are the extra benefits from group exercise?
0: Uh it's just so much more fun. I mean, you get that group energy, you get a great instructor with great music. Um I teach yoga and I also teach um indoor cycling, some people call it spinning, but um and it's just it's 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 indescribable. You 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 know, you can walk on the treadmill. We have wonderful equipment here at both and at both branches. But when you get around a group of people and you're all working together at the same, you know, doing the same thing, it's just so much more fun. And I, the instructors feed off the energy that they get from the members and the members do the same. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just more fun. And the hour goes by really quickly and you're like, wow, that was so much fun. It didn't feel like work. You know, it was fun. But you still did work hard. You're, you're sweating, you know, you're out of breath, you've, you've worked hard. Um, but you had a great time. So,
2: and to piggyback on that a little bit, there's an, an element of accountability and an, an element of motivation when you have other people in an instructor Say fellowship. You. you better say yep. fellowship right yep. now and fellowship. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yes, yeah. So, I mean, I really, as an instructor, I really get to know my my regulars. And you know, when when somebody doesn't show up, we're like, Oh, where's so and so? Oh, they they're out of town, or you know, they've got they've got uh, company in town, and so you know, we'll text each other, we'll say, oh, you know, I get I get texts from, from members that are like, oh, I'm not going to be at class today, don't worry about it, I've got this going on, and, hmm. you know, I mean, we really have that, that family vibe in that community where, you know, if somebody doesn't show up, we're like, well, well do you know what's going on with that person? Because we want to make sure that that everybody's okay
1: so with in indoor cycling and with group fitness and and all these programs that are group related, is that included in your membership or or how does that work?
0: It is included um, all of the group exercise classes at both branches, so you can go from one branch to the other, for instance, here at McLeod, we have body pump, which is a um, a really popular class that I'm sure you you've heard of yes. before. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar, it's a it's a weightlifting class that's choreographed to music. So it's super fun. It's like, you know, for people that don't like to lift weights, um, you know, in the gym, they want to have that kind of choreographed, you know, where it's timed to the music and it's a lot of fun. Um, we don't have that at Horn, but at Horn, we have Zumba. So, you know, there's there's great classes at both branches. And I really encourage our members to go from one to the other, even though some people are like, it is so far, but it's, 15 minutes door to door from this branch to the other branch, so it's really, you know, unless you live really far away from from town, I think it's really easy to get from one to the other, so... Yeah.
1: And I know I jumped the gun a little bit earlier, but we were talking a little bit about the blood pressure program yes, here at the Y. Yes. Can you talk about how that originated and, and why that's so significant to the member base here? Which, uh, which what, what is the f- people of a certain age?
0: Yes, yes. So we started up the blood pressure program. It's, um, it's not just available at this YMCA. It's a, at other YMCA's around the country. They started up this program, and it's a four-month program for folks that have been diagnosed with high blood pressure. Um, We started up in 2019, and we are working in partnership with the Department of Health, New Mexico Department of Health. So uh, we we were lucky enough to get a grant from the Department of Health to run the program. Um, It is available to members and non-members for the same price. It's it's, um, $45 for the four-month program. And um, we have Healthy Heart Ambassadors, and these are people that are trained to teach People with high blood pressure how to take their own blood pressure properly um, with the right circumstances so that they can get in the habit of checking their blood pressure. It's similar to, you know, if you want to lose weight, you need to weigh yourself, right? You don't know what's going on unless you get on that scale. So the same thing is for blood pressure because blood pressure You don't have any symptoms if you have high blood pressure usually. They call it the silent killer because there's usually no symptoms and you don't know unless you check it. So the program teaches folks how to take their blood pressure. We also have uh, free nutrition seminars. Um, We offer a different nutrition seminar every month and we offer it three different times on Zoom. And then I also teach uh, a monthly mindfulness class that I actually teach on Zoom Um, and that, that Brings in the stress relief um, component to getting your blood pressure down, so it's a great program. Again, it's open to everybody, so you don't have to be a Y member to join. Um, and if you are, if people are interested, they can send an email to at bloodpressureymca@gmail.com, and we will give you all the information. So, and then in February we'll be waiving our registration fee, so it, it'll be free in February. So oh, if you want to, you want to wait till til February. Um, and hop on the bandwagon there. It's um, it's a really great program. It's evidence based, so you know it works. It it helps people get their blood pressure under control. So,
2: you mentioned nutrition when you're talking about the blood pressure program. Bigger picture, can you talk about um, what nutrition plays in your your mental and physical health?
0: Yeah. So nutrition is really huge. I mean, I'm also a personal trainer, and I tell all my clients. You know, you can come in and work out here, you know, five days a week, seven days a week. You know, you can do all the cardio in the world and lift all the weights. And if you don't get your nutrition under control, you're not you're not going to see results. So it's really a huge part of the, the whole um, just being a healthier person. Um, and uh, in terms of your blood pressure... There is so much sodium in the average American's diet. And you don't even realize until you start looking at the labels. And my husband has high blood pressure. He's in his 50s. Um, and he's very healthy. He works out every day. He's a, he's a power lifter. And, um, you know, his doctor was like, you got to get this blood pressure under control. So, you know, when we we go grocery shopping every Sunday and I started turning the labels, looking at the labels and seeing, wow, this can of beans has a lot of sodium in it. Or, you know, this deli meat has a ton of sodium in it, and it's just like, it's hiding in a lot of our foods. So the nutrition seminars that we have with the blood pressure program just teaches folks, um, you know, it's it's not hard, it's, it's pretty common sense stuff, but it just gets people to start focusing on looking at those labels. Um, we base our program on the DASH diet, which stands for Dietary Approaches to Stopping Hypertension. It's a very well-regarded diet. It's one of the top diets every single year. You do actually can lose weight on this diet, um, but the primary goal is to get this you know a lot of the sodium out of your diet. So it's a it's a really great um, program.
1: Sarah, thank you so much. You're welcome, Sarah. You, Kylie, the uh, well, kind of does a little bit of everything that we yeah. just found yeah. out. I would
0: say I wear <laughs> like five hats here. Yeah. I I should have you know four more heads.
1: Sarah so Kylie of uh, the YMCA's uh, McLeod location proper, but a fan of everyone. Just want to make sure yeah, we're very yeah, clear and on I've, that.
0: I've, ta- I've I've worked at both. <laughs> I, ch- I do train clients out of both branches. I've taught classes out of both branches. So, um, you know, I've, I've run back and forth many, many times. So I'm not just exclusively to McLeod.
1: Thank you so very much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, David Sarah. Buster,
1: David Musters presents Two Men On, and we are – at the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. With six, Kyler takes the snap, retreats, pressure arriving. He's hit. He's not sacked. He gets
4: out of it. Still on his feet, and now he goes down. Aaron Donald covers up Kyler at the 25 and waves to the crowd as time expires on
1: Monday Night Football. The Rams win it 30-23. to Oh, my God, man. The Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis County, Anaheim, California, Missouri, are the big dogs once again in the NFC West. I can't believe on a Monday night spotlight that they were <laughs> able to, to just handle the Arizona Cardinals the way they did. Well, they're a Super Bowl contender.
2: I mean, while this was a statement game, the Cardinals are still in first place. Yeah, right. They're still in first place. You,
1: you turn on the radio this morning. You would think that the the Los Angeles Rams, formerly of St. Louis, formerly of Los Angeles, uh, were world beaters. You would think they just won the Super Bowl yesterday.
2: Well, they played a really good complete game against a very good Arizona Cardinals team. Sure. they They made Kyler Murray look like a he's, young rookie. He's so tiny. He's a weirdo. He's
1: just a a little tiny little. Can't tackle him.
2: uh, They have problems tackling him. Everyone except for Aaron Donald. How many times did he get him, Michael? How many times did Aaron Donald? Three times. And the
3: first one was on the first snap of the game where he knocked the center right back into. It's incredible. He was a beast.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty freaking good. It was uh, yeah, I don't know. I think just cause it was Monday night, people are really making a deal about this. So what's that so that puts Arizona at ten and three and that puts They're now the, the number
3: three seed in the NFC.
1: Okay. so where are the Saint Louis Rams of Orange County? Where are they? Nine and four? They're
3: number seven.
1: Okay, so they're not even in it. They're they're but they still will be the, the
3: last first. wild card team in.
2: <laughs> I think they're Record and standing um, ranking in the NFC will improve throughout the year. The Rams, they're good. Matt Stafford reminded you who he was. No, no, he did not. (laughs) Because who Matt Stafford is is a
1: perennial loser that puts up big numbers while chasing leads. That's
2: what Matt Stafford is. They got up early and cruised and just used Sony Michelle in their running game and by the way, what do
1: you have, two the Rams
2: eight? did this. Of course, they had Aaron Donald, who's probably the best all-around player in the NFL. But they did it without Jalen Ramsey. They did it without two other defensive starters. Who? They did it without two offensive linemen. Doesn't they did it without their starting running back.
1: Does not matter. I Co- didn't
2: say linebacker, Fred. Co-
1: Cooper Cup should be the NFL MVP, but he won't because he's not a quarterback.
2: We'll, uh, we'll have that one next segment. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I'm going to fervently agree with you. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like he—he's on pace for 2,000 yards receiving and and 160 catches, and I'm not even these aren't fake numbers. I'm giving you real numbers, but none of that matters. And the, I'm, also, it doesn't matter the Los Angeles Rams of 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 Disneyland, like cool big win. I get that it was in prime time. I get that the lights were on, but this team is not better than other teams in the NFC that are going to do better. Arizona. But, Fred, they beat them straight up. Won't happen again. One game. Yeah. It's one game. They find each other in the playoffs. It will not go this way. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, actually, I agree with you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will never be beat. Like, they will continue this season. They will win every game this season. Then they will play the hated New England Patriots of Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, and they'll win that game,
2: too.
3: Please don't ruin our enjoyment of football. Packers,
2: Bills. What are you (laughs) talking about, Vital? That's... That's the greatest That's story. No, no, no. I don't, I, don't Brady want a, I don't want
3: a Brady. No, I, I'm i tired of them. A, but they're both good teams, though.
1: And if anyone is like, Kyle Murray can't play. He looked rattled. The L.A. defense was all over him. 383 yards passing. And,
2: hey, to tack on that, <laughs> another 61 yards yeah. rushing. 444
1: yards. Cool. They lost by a score. Sit here and tell me that Arizona's out of it, and I'll tell you why you're a
2: liar. Kyler Murray got as many yards as the Lions do in two games.
1: But, Fred, every time the Cardinals had an opportunity to tie it up, that Rams defense came through. Yep, you were right. They still have one more loss. They beat the team in front of them, but they managed to lose
2: one more time. And this just goes with the the larger arcing story of there's so much parity in the NFL. Like Anybody can beat anybody. And you see that every single week. Cardinals have been unstoppable. They're playing at home. The Rams are banged up. The Rams still did what they had to do to win.
1: But since the acquisition of Odell Beckham Jr., this team's plus minus in times that they have the ball in quarters that they've trailed by in games that start at noon. Stop.
2: (laughs) Stop. He He does seem like he found a home, though. I am happy for the guy. Yeah? He's smiling, and he's getting his touches
1: He's a, he's a weirdo, he's a reject, and he's playing with a loser quarterback, and I'm not surprised they're getting along so well. Because <laughs> they're both such yeah. historical losers? Hey, I, I also thought uh, Geeks and Freaks was a cool show. Like, like they're, not, they're not special. They're not unique.
2: What's Freaks and Geeks?
1: See? You got it backwards. Well, I'm not you. Who would know that? <laughs> That's why I don't get along with you, Odell Beckham loser. <laughs> the thing that gets me, like, so fired up is how the next morning armchair analysis like like pundit who owns our job or job similar to our job will be like the i'm telling you right now the mississippi rams are about as good as any team i've ever seen and they're just simply not it's cool that more people were watching them than usually watch them because they're not a watched team they're a West Coast team, and I'm
2: done paying attention to them by the afternoon because I already watched some football earlier in the day, and I don't love it as much as you. The Rams got to play 17 away games because whoever they're playing at home shows up better.
3: Yes. The Cardinals yeah. should be playing that way. They're unbeaten on the road, and they're 3-3 three and three at home, so that's kind of interesting.
1: Well, because here's the thing about the Cardinals in Arizona. The Cardinals are from St. Louis playing the Rams from St. Louis – And no one in Phoenix cares about the Cardinals because it's a transplant state. Like, the only time that Arizona uh, Cactus University of Phoenix Stadium fills up is when it's for a national championship football game. Like it's it's not a team it's not a fan base that cares about them.
2: I've been to a couple different uh, games at Cardinal Stadium, humble University of Phoenix Stadium, humble and the road team has showed up better every time. Times. Yeah, yeah, every time. And then one of the games just so happened to be Cowboys at Cardinals, and it was an overwhelming yeah advantage for the Cowboys.
1: Cowboy fan travels and cowboy fan cares. Cowboys fans everywhere, and they travel. Yeah, that's the fairest way yeah. to say it. The and well, they got an advantage. I mean, you've been rooting for the Cowboys since the '70s, and like this is gonna sound crazy. That's like 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a lot of time for people to be like really passionate about one thing. And the Arizona Cardinals of Phoenix County, tr- like went to Phoenix in '88? Question mark '85 like maybe? 89. It's right around there. '89. There you go. So in '88, when Bidwell took them out of St. Louis down
2: there, they didn't take they didn't take their fans from St. Louis with them. I bet you didn't watch a minute of this game, did you? On my birthday? Because they're <laughs> on your birthday, and they're both old St. Louis teams. It I hit it both. Ripped from your city. Yeah.
1: The, if it, so yesterday I was going up on the tram as the sun is setting to get super photogenic like, pictures with my lady on my birthday. No, I'm not going to watch the Rams and the Cardinals. I'm going to watch the recap by Scott Van Pike on, on the evening sportscast. Like, that's how that's how much I don't care about this game.
2: Is that a real person? I don't think Scott Van
1: Pike's a person. I don't know their names. Okay. I also don't watch ESPN. Here's how I take in sports. I find the thing that is hot and good, and then I find an expert, and then we talk to him. Just like when I talk to Micah Frankel later about your Nunez girl losing.
2: I'm sorry about your crush. It's over now. Sugar Sean's my guy. It, I'm, it, not, I'm not, a, not a Nunez fan. Let's grab that, a bro- that didn't push the meter. <laughs> I I, I should have. I didn't think about this last night, and it's very disappointing. That I forgot that both these teams were the previous teams from St. Louis. I should have been texting you updates like every two minutes all night. Like, oh my God, Odell Beckham got another another catch. Ooh, Kyler Murray ran for a first. If down. you text he me, fans,
1: stop. If you text me on my birthday, oh my God, Odell Beckham got another catch. I would say, which team does he play for? Do not know. Do not care. Also, maybe or maybe not. Welcome back, Larry Fitzgerald. I have no idea if he was on the field either. Mike, Mike, was he on the field? <laughs> no, he was <laughs> not. <laughs> okay. So there you go. That's Actually, I know he does a podcast with Tom Brady. That's how I know he's not.
2: Be, they should sign him, like, for the playoffs. Isaac Bruce not available? <laughs> well, for the
1: Rams. <laughs> Let's grab a break when we get back. NFL MVP talk, because that actually matters. That's the thing that's important. It's not a one-off primetime win by the Los Angeles Rams of Southern California. We're two men on. NFL MVP talk 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. And this year's NFL MVP for the 2020-21 NFL campaign, Tom freaking Brady. Really can't be anyone else, right?
2: So far, it seemed that way. Aaron Rodgers can make a good case. I really like the case for Cooper Cup, though. Who? He has 21 more catches than the next guy. The
1: Vegas line on him is plus 5,000, so go put money on it
2: right now. Yeah. He needs a couple 20-catch games, and then (laughs) he's going to be right in the middle of it all. And it's not Madden where it's weighted fairly. It's
1: it's actual real-life football, so no. Because NFL MVP is not a position thing. It's a quarterback thing.
2: Yeah, It's, it's not like, okay, he might win Offensive Player of the Year. One of those other awards that aren't MVP, you can replace Cooper Cup with somebody else of his stature. Odell Beckham Jr. And it's not going to really affect your team that much. I don't think that's what the MVP is about. But he's got 21 more catches – than the guy in second place, Chris Godwin.
1: Never heard of him. And
2: 440 yards more than the guy in second place, Chris Godwin. So that's the same guy? That's the same I'm guy. I'm
1: imagining that guy plays with Tom Brady, and I'm not even
2: certain. That's why he gets a lot of clout from his
1: Yeah, company. of course he does. Because the NFL MVP is Tom Brady. That hurt to say it again? No, it's the truth. He's the best at everything. If he wanted to be wide receiver, he'd be the best wide receiver.
2: I don't know if that part's true. That's None of that's true whatsoever. It's
1: not even close. Kyler Murray is a better option than Cooper Cup. And Kyler Murray got beat by Cooper Cup.
2: If if Aaron Rodgers has a couple more four-touchdown games, he could leapfrog. Oh, God, no, he could not. Tom Brady is being the favorite.
1: The only frog that he is going to know about is a spathic one to cure his COVID-19. See, that, that wasn't a word, which you just said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot win MVP because he is a uh, PR disaster.
2: Yeah, but you I mean, if he's got the stats to keep up with it, you got to give it to him. No,
1: they're going to find reasons to take MVPs uh, that he's previously won away from him.
2: It's an on the field, regular season award. It's, it's not an award on your knowledge of science, which he has none.
1: The, what, what is that award called that you can win for science?
2: The Nobel Peace Prize? Yes, no, that <laughs> the well, Nobel Prize. It
1: literally says peace in the name, so I don't
2: believe it's that. Nobel Prize for science or something? It, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. There's a bunch of different Nobel prizes.
1: No, there is not. That's the one that Aaron Rodgers is should is plus five thousand on what do you, what do you mean, better no, odds. There is not better odds on him winning the Nobel, not Peace Prize, than Cooper Cup winning the NFL MVP. The the Nobel War Prize is that what you're talking the, about? I I mean I don't I don't know the War Bucks.
2: Tom Brady's got 10 picks. Aaron Rodgers only has four. So? But Tom Brady has nine more touchdowns.
1: Tom Brady walked off a touchdown on a pass that looked just like the Demarius Thomas play on the weekend that Demarius Thomas passes away to pay homage to Demarius Thomas. Don't know if that's true.
2: None of that's true, but it sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded real good. He threw a
1: 10-yard first down completion to a wide receiver that hadn't caught a pass all game so that he could just win the game and go home.
2: Smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, he's now the sole member of the 700 club. The Like with Joel Austin? No, not that one. Uh, 700 touchdowns. The only one. By himself. All alone. You know
1: who's not in that? Aaron Rodgers, who's also not going to win the
2: MVP. Eventually he will be. What For who? Tampa Bay. That's what <laughs> <laughs> you think. Tom Brady's going to win another one. Another then one. Then walk off into the sunset. And then Aaron Rodgers like, hey, that number 12 looks good on that red jersey. I'm getting sloppy seconds with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Tom Brady is such a better quarterback than Kyler Murray The Tom Brady has more walk-offs than Kyler Murray had when he played baseball.
2: Hey, fun fact. Okay. I got a fun little fact for you here, buddy. Give it to me, please. So, you remember uh, the Montreal Expos? They used to be a baseball team. Are Ah, you familiar? They had uh, Pedro Martinez. They're now the Washington Nationals. Ah, they did not have Pedro Martinez. So, when they were – The Montreal Expos, Mm -hmm. you know, every year they would draft players. Uh, Traditionally. Do you know who is the last Expo that was drafted still playing professional sports?
1: Uh, Yes. The last Expo drafted still playing professional sports is Russell
2: Wilson. It is Tom Brady. Uh, Okay. Because Tom Brady was drafted by the Expos, and he's still the only active player drafted by the Expos. There's no one in baseball. Tom Brady's the only one left, and he's a football player. Drafted to play what? He was a catcher. Where? Behind the plate.
1: Like in college, though? Like at Michigan? Out of high school. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know.
2: You didn't know where a catcher stands?
1: Well, hold up. (laughs) I didn't know Tom Brady
2: had such ackerman.
1: Were his sisters softball players or volleyball players?
2: Well, that's why he played catcher, because he doesn't have to run. Also, isn't he just just stays in one spot. He doesn't have to run anywhere.
1: It's crazy that Michael knows every like tidbit about like hot girls in sports.
2: Go on. What did I miss?
1: He knows exactly where Tom Brady's sisters played
2: sports. That would be a thing that he would know. Yes, You, you are correct. Yeah. Now that I think about it, of course, he knows that. Michael,
1: not weird at all, buddy. Not weird at all. Mark Lewis is going to join us on the program here in just a couple minutes, and we're going to talk about what's going on at the McLeod YMCA and, and what you can do for of the show to become a member and hang out with your boys. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On, and we're on remote with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio at the McLeod YMCA. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back live from the Cloud YMCA. And we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, sorry to Justin Herbert fans. There is no way he's winning the NFL MVP. I
2: don't know. He could have like five, five touchdown games in a row. Really catapult up the list. Why don't
1: you take that parlay? So the money's
2: up. I would. Jordan he's got 30
3: touchdown passes. That's pretty good.
1: Why do you know that off the top of your head, Michael? I don't this know. Is, I'm th- boring. That's Rain Man stuff. Mark Lewis joining us, the McLeod director of all everything here at the YMCA. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you in today because uh, we're going to laugh a lot and we're going to talk about what's going on here. Uh, So Van and I, were avid Horn YMCA members. Correct. Change our mind.
4: It's YMCA of Central New Mexico. You you can come to anyone. I'd love to have you guys come up here on a daily basis just as well. uh, That's actually a really good answer.
1: (laughs) We do two-a-days. We can do mornings at the Horn and then do afternoons at the McLeod.
2: Because what I I see is the coffee service lasts longer here. Yeah, I saw that. So (laughs) we'll go to Horn until they cut us off. And then just head straight up here.
1: Yeah, to get our fix.
2: Drink all their coffee.
1: Now, I assume you guys carry New Mexico Pinon coffee. And if you don't, we need to hook you up with someone. Oh, I would
4: love that. Yeah, because I, lo- I mean, I have that at home, and they're the best. It's, it's the best. It's not yeah. even close. It's not even
1: it's the close. Best. Also, the best is the YMCA and everything they offer to our friends of the show. Uh, Mark, talk a little bit about uh, about the Y. Talk a little bit about becoming a member and the ease of access and and, and maybe help the friend of the show. Just know that that f- the hardest step is the first step through the
4: door, and, and how you guys make this place warm and safe and inviting. Absolutely, you know, December and New Year's resolutions right around the corner. Uh, we're making it real easy. Uh, come in. The sooner you come in, the more you get for uh, your money because uh, December's promo is that um, you don't pay anything until January. So sooner you act, uh, the s- sooner you can find out all the uh, comforts that we have here and, and uh, get to know the staff and the member base as well. Well, and you, you might not know this, man,
1: because you're on the board, and I notice you uh, leave a lot of emails unread. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you can set your, your dues withdrawal to either the 1st or the 15th of the month. So if you want to sign up now in December, you can basically get an entire month of the YMCA before a single dollar comes out of your account.
2: Yeah, exactly. you push it to the middle of January. Yeah, January so 15th.
1: So that's a pretty smart move. So, and the why is it's like roughly
4: a dollar a day, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, what does that court? Inco- what do you get for a dollar a day? So, full access. You know, uh, we have the full fitness centers, both locations again. You can uh, go to them as many times as you want and vice versa, <laughs> both locations. <laughs> uh, um, group exercise, uh, discounts on children's programming, camps, after school preschool that type of thing.
1: Van and I always talk about the things we take advantage of which is the free weights and the machines and, and the cardio and the stretching and the coffee but but we don't necessarily always highlight in, a, in at least an appropriate enough way uh, everything there is for the family so a little bit like like what when you say youth what is offered to the youth what is what is the after-school program what is Camp Shaver? like what is what is everything involved with that?
4: Absolutely you know Camp Shafer is a res- residence camp up in the Hamas Mountains um, if a child hasn't experienced that they need to because it's a week long away from the parents uh, they're in the mud they're getting dirty the way kids should gross should. I love it and uh, I went there between my second and third grade year and very fond memories as of this date you know I'm quite old now and I can still remember <laughs> the, those very vividly um, other activities, you know, uh, we offer itty-bitty sports, three- to five-year-olds. Um, then the main thrust of sports are uh, basketball league and volleyball leagues, and that's for children five to 17.
2: What's what's the big difference in between Horn and McLeod, the two, the two locations? Does one provide something that the other doesn't, or do you just get the, the complete experience at both?
4: Get the complete experience at both. However, uh, the Horn location does have the gymnasium, uh, so the fis- the facility itself uh, is is slightly different, but same similar equipment. You know, in the fitness area, a treadmill is a treadmill, and we have the same same treadmills. But th- we see those as uh, tools to get where you want to be. So. It really doesn't matter what well, type of equipment.
1: Well, and Van wouldn't know this because he has no game, but the basketball court at the Horn, uh, it's about to be redone. So they're going to – yeah, so they're going to uh, – is it fresh coat of paint, and, and they're going to handle the floors, and they're going to do a bunch of, like, sound-deafening stuff to make it just, like, a really cool environment, and maybe you will fall in love with basketball, Van, at 40 years old.
2: Well, here's the thing, Fred. I, I'm not going to play on some court that isn't worthy.
1: Okay. Here
2: we go. So once they once they set it up, I'll start bringing my A game with you, buddy. And I
1: believe that's happening well <laughs> within the coming weeks. So that, that's like a pretty exciting renovation that's going on
2: there. Yeah, so expect a new basketball court in January. It's a Horn location.
1: Speaking with Mark Lewis, director of the McLeod. YMCA and it's joined anytime in December and if you join now there are no fees in December and you can set your first, first withdrawal to be on the $15 $0 joining fee, no contracts, obviously the wellness orientation, obviously the training sessions, unlimited group exercise, unlimited spin or as we heard, learned earlier indoor cycling, uh, the youth conditioning classes. What, what is like the thing Mark whenever you're talking to people in the community about the YMCA that you make sure to always mention?
4: it's a f- it's a family of, uh, environment you know we we want to have activities for every age group um covid's made those things a little difficult but uh, uh you know we're going to get back to our our basics here uh, as we can um but uh it's the environment really i mean the member base we sarah said it earlier we have the best members um our friendly staff you know if you want to come to where somewhere where you're going to be comfortable right off the get-go the Y is definitely a place for you.
2: Speaking of COVID have you seen a rise in membership and participation in all the classes as COVID starts to become the new normal?
4: Yeah we're we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, familiar faces coming back um, because it is a new normal people need to get on with their lives and, and uh, a healthy lifestyle is is important so um, individuals are, are seeing that you know let's let's get back to our old habits and and create new health, new healthy habits as well
1: and specifically speaking about the youth uh, returning January 1st is uh, the child care at the kids club Yes. And and that's really exciting. And and also with a membership at the YMCA, you're going to have access to uh, reduced rates on the sports and the day camp and the child care and the after school and, and all the things that revolve around the kids. Um, how important is it for the YMCA to get youth back into the building?
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's um, <laughs> it's what we do. I mean, the Y is is um, uh, very focused on youth development uh, and healthy living. So why not have the whole family participating at the same time.
1: And how long have you been a part of the YMCA now?
4: I came to the Y in two thousand twelve.
1: Oh okay. So long enough now to where you've been here for almost ten years. Yes. And and as a ten year member slash organizer slash Um, well, really the heartbeat of the Y. Have you been able to see, like, youth kids come up through programs and then maybe take their first job at the Y, maybe work the front desk, or at the time there was access to more outdoor stuff, be a part of, like, maintaining that world? Have you been able to see kids kind of grow through the Y and and find first employment and then continue their life in physical fitness?
4: Yeah. It's it's very rewarding to see, you know, a a young child in our kid zone playing with, with blocks then uh, before you know it, they're, they're staffing the kids' zone or they're um, working in the fitness area or at, up at summer camp or one of our, our after-school programs. It's it's really nice to see.
1: What, is, what are the employment opportunities right now at the Y? Are you guys fully staffed to the brim and, and you need no help, or is, it, or is it you're looking for youth of the community to
4: come out and, and be a part of the club? Just like everywhere else, uh, we are looking for positions. Basically, every department is uh, in need of uh, of additional staff. So if you're interested in uh, working for the YMCA, it's very rewarding, and we'd love to uh, talk to you
2: soon. Do they just drop off an application or go to the website or
4: give you a phone call? How does this work? All of the above, but the easiest is uh, to go to the website and – select contact us and there's a uh, employment section there well, speaking,
2: speaking of families there's um discounted rates for family memberships so it's already cheap enough $29 a month basically a dollar a day but if you group the whole family together there's other deals right
4: yeah yeah uh, you know that it's again family focused so uh, pricing is is um, geared towards Uh, Being beneficial to the family member. Excellent.
1: YMCACNM.org is your best bet to get a hold of the YMCA of Central New Mexico via your digital outlets. Okay, Mark, I want to help the Y. I'm excited about doing it. I don't necessarily have the monetary means, right? I can't just give. Is there anything going on at the Y where I can come and volunteer? Can I do the landscaping at the Y? Is there anything that needs painted? Is there any sort of like to do that can be too done here at the Y by individuals or friends of the show that are passionate about giving, but don't necessarily have the, uh, the funds.
4: Yeah. You know, we always say time, treasure, or talents, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, we have a lot to get done. So pull in weeds. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to do that, but, uh, also if you're, you know, we're on a sports channel. So if you wanted to, uh, coach a basketball or volleyball team, Oh, I love that. You know, our, Sports programs are volunteer-driven and uh, um, always looking for great coaches.
1: Awesome. Mark, we've got to grab a break. Do we miss anything before we cut it loose? No, sir. There we go. Mark Lewis, thank you so very much for joining us, director of the McLeod YMCA. You're here every day, right? If people come I am in, here every day. They're going to see you.
4: It's my second home.
1: There we go. This is uh, It's your second place. It's our third place. It's our third place. We home. have home, we have work, and we have the YMCA. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. we do it. Very so, good. Uh, Mark Lewis, thank you so very much. When we get back from the break, I want to talk about some historic landmarks in sports. Van, we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On. We are remote with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio live from the McLeod YMCA. We are powered by New Mexico on Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM. Am six ten. The sports animal. Back live from the McLeod YMCA, the intersection of Comanche and Tramway. I don't even. I don't even know what the address is. Mark, what's the address? Twelve five hundred Comanche. So twelve thousand five hundred Comanche. Put it in your jipis and come see us. Put it Tom Tom van. That's what people have. They have Tom Toms. Are you having a stroke? No. No. Do you know what year it is? <laughs> uh. Well, COVID years, and I <laughs> – is this a senile joke because I just turned 37? That's correct. Is that where you're going?
2: That is very much correct.
1: Yesterday I was up at the ten three, by the way, friend of the show. We are just 12 short minutes away from Micah Frankel joining us at CagedMinds.com to talk about the big upset in UFC this past weekend. I was uh, up at ten three yesterday. Are you familiar with this?
2: I've only been to the old – what was it called before? High finance?
1: Uh, mile high club? Yeah. I have no idea. It's,
2: it's way more than a mile high. Uh,
1: ten thousand feet, so it's two miles. Yeah. Almost yeah. two miles high. Five thousand two hundred and something. What is that?
2: Five five three one eight.
1: Is that correct? So, uh, go fish. Yeah. So yeah, so I was up at ten three yesterday, Van. And I was sitting next to a guy and he was like he's like, Hey man, I like I I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, Oh, my name's Fred Slow. Like like uh you know I'm always real humble. You know, I'm like I'm Van's co host <laughs> and he was like uh he was like he was like oh great we, yeah I listen to the show I'm a big fan. And I was like oh well you mean you're a friend you're, friend a friend, th- you're a friend of the show. Fodder of Foddy. There you go. And uh, and he says, how long have you been at radio? And I was like, well, I'm 37 today. So 19 freaking years, Van. I had to tell a stranger. I had to tell a stranger I've been working in a profession for 19 years.
4: Ugh. Your career can
2: get drafted into the military. That's
1: so weird to me. Yeah. That's That's almost as long as Madden's been out.
2: There's only a couple things I've been doing for 19 years. And I don't think I could talk about any of them.
1: So, okay, that's a weird (laughs) sentence. So 19 years is my personal record, Van, for uh, the longest I've ever been doing anything. And I think there's a couple records in sports that are just absolutely unobtainable. And one of them is going to be attained tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden. as Steph Curry is going to shoot for his 2,973rd career three-pointer, Van.
2: That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Most of them should be worth four points with uh there's new rules that I just created in my head.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. If it's from the paint on the logo, it should be a four-pointer. All right,
1: but I'm ta- traditional size logo, not dumb Denver Nuggets your entire court is painted like the Rockies. Correct. Yeah, I'm talking like a regular logo. And
2: yeah, he's done it in significantly less games. He's going to play for Ray, Ray He'll play for 10 more years. Yeah, he will demolish the record. How old is
1: Steph Curry? I really don't know. I would have to look that up. But he, Yeah, he's going to do that. So, he's going to become the three-point everything, and he's going to do it tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden, which I'm Called into. Called it. He's 33. Oh, my God. he got
2: a good eight years.
1: He's a Babers. He's a Babers. So, hey, real
2: talk, he don't even look 33. His age is 33. He does not look 33.
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah. yeah he looks right. like a baby. Some would say he don't crack. So that's a thing for Steph Curry. Uh, And you were talking earlier about Tom Brady with his 700 touchdown, and he's probably got, what's a real number, three more seasons?
2: Look, I don't know if he made a deal with the devil or not. Or how good this TB12 diet is. What is TB12? That's his, like, diet and exercise regimen. That's a brand? It's a brand. And it, Shut up. And it is wildly expensive to get into as well. It's Oh, it's a pyramid scheme? Yes, it is.
1: Oh, heck But yes. it's
2: a pyramid scheme that apparently you get to live forever. So that's a good one to sell. Okay, i buy that. Yeah.
1: I don't want to live forever, ever, but I want to outlive all my enemies.
2: I think he was, like, bit by a vampire when he was, like, 27. Yeah, a really
1: good-looking one. Yeah,
2: because yeah. he got slightly better looking in his early 30s. Like, late 20s, early 30s? Because he looked kind of goofy and frumpy in, like, his early 20s. And then he got, like, chiseled and better looking and, like, a better quarterback.
1: So you know how people are always like, well, Barry Bonds, before steroids, would have been a Hall of Famer. Correct. He had the kind of skill set. That's what Tom Brady has for negotiating with the devil. Because he was like, hey, um, all right, number one, Giselle. Number two, 700 touchdowns. And the devil's like, this is a weird list you're it's throwing a weird at list, me. Yeah.
2: It's like, like, why did you write Uggs in yeah. small print on the bottom? Most people I would have just gave you an Uggs contract. I'm the devil.
1: He pulls out the standard fame and fortune contract <laughs> and Tom Brady's hold up fam.
2: No no, no 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 no. No, I'm a shrewd negotiator. Yeah, you,
1: what you don't know is mm-hmm. I need to have the second best performance by an athlete on Saturday Night Live.
2: Hey, excuse me, Mr. Satan. You know all of the women that Derek Jeter has slept with? I want the one that's hotter than all of them yes. put together. Yeah. And he's like, all right, that's a good ask. Let all me right. write this down.
1: Now all hear right. me out here, Lucy. I know we're negotiating here because <laughs> he calls
2: Lucifer Lucy. Yeah, yeah. first name and basis, th- nickname basis.
1: Yeah, he said, uh, he said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to have my pick at professional baseball or football, then make the right decision, and then from there cultivate that into what could probably be the first billionaire football player ever.
2: Yeah, and then the devil's like, well – Sorry, uh, the Expos drafted you, so you should probably go play football. Yeah, didn't yeah. work.
1: Also, um, hear me out. I need you to spite a guy, Drew Henson. Mm-hmm. You may not know him, mm-hmm. but he deserves what's a coming.
2: Yeah, can you give um, Lloyd Carr some kind of bowel cancer yes, or something be, for not starting me? That would like, be a big deal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's this other guy. He's he's rough around the edges, His names Billy Belichick. He's he's fresh. And what I'd like for you to do is to give him all the knowledge and capabilities to help me as my successes as I identify them. Can you do that? Yeah.
2: Could you first step, could you get him out of Cleveland? Maybe to like mm-hmm. a better sports town, like even Boston. in the weirdest
1: or... circumstance possible, yeah. make it look like he's going to Cleveland. Pull the trigger last minute, get him out of there. Then, by the way, this guy Mo Lewis, give him the talent to kill Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> that is a big part of the deal. It's very important. Yeah,
2: I, I'm a seventh round draft pick. Uh-huh. And look, Satan, I don't know if you know a lot about general managers. Mm-mm. But they don't let seventh-round draft picks play. Oh. So we need to get Drew Bledsoe hurt.
1: The devil says, I'll do you one better. What about the sixth round? Pick 199. <laughs> and Tom was like, you're right. We don't want to look too suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board.
2: <laughs> also, all I want to eat is avocados. Yeah. And that's a weird yeah. ask when I'm writing this down, And the, to. Devil, okay. the devil's
1: like, well, you're a drinker, right? Let me infuse it into some vodka for you. I'll set a guy up for that, too. The 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 T B twelve pyramid scheme of Marionetting the devil into his decisions, very strong.
2: Like the avocados and Uggs were just like a a little slide of hand for the big ones. Uh huh. Because he's like he just slid in like the most Super Bowls. I thought you were gonna say Giselle. More Super Bowls than not any other quarterback. He has more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are there are human beings that are like all right, you know there's always like a Robert Ory. That has like a weird number of I've been to championships. Yes, Tom Brady is not a weird one. He's the one. He's the, he's the one in w- the one and two that is twelve of TB twelve pyramid scheme that involves the devil.
2: Yeah, he. Um, you use him as the yardstick now. It used to be Bill Russell, and now people yeah. like all the people who used to use Bill Russell as a comparison. Well, I mean, they died of COVID, so now oh, everyone gosh. everyone's still alive. Like uses Tom Brady. Here's my
1: thing on Tom Brady, like last thought. The thing that Tom Brady chooses to be fa- passionate about and engaged in, that thing is fortunate to have him because he, he literally asked for the Midas touch f- from Satan himself, received it, and then gave it to guys like Rob Gronkowski. Mm. And it's like Rob Gronkowski should not have the success he has, yeah. but here you go. Also, Drew Bledsoe ended up getting paid by Buffalo. It's like this whole thing is actually worked, worked out, for, out for everybody. Uh, literally worked everyone has everybody. come across him.
2: Satan was sitting there like, hey, do you want, like, a party boat with a bunch of ladies on it and stuff? He's like, no. Send
1: that to but Minnesota. listen to this. That one,
2: <laughs> Gronk gets that one. Yeah. So just give that one to Gronk. Um, I want to be in bed by 6 every night. Micah He's like, Fr- okay, you got it.
1: Michael Franco, when we get back from the break, we're two men on MMA and we're live from the Cloud YMCA at 12500 Comanche.
2: Did he get that right? 95.9
5: Good FM word. AM 610. The Sports Animal Joining us live on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline.
1: From com, Micah Frankel. Micah, welcome to the program. Appreciate you guys bringing me on. How are you doing today? Appreciate you coming on. Sorry we couldn't have you on Monday for the reaction to the big weekend. It was my birthday, Micah. I got too busy.
6: I, I'm sure we all understand what those code words insinuate, and I'm glad to hear that you're over
1: the hangover now. That uh, Some truth to that sentence. All right, so USC uh, two sixty nine. Nice. It was a big one, right? Because it was all—it was like the upsets that no one knew anyone was gonna upset, and and I guess it was supposed to be a snooze fest, but it was upset central. Micah, break this whole thing down, dog.
6: Yeah, no, we were witness to one of the three biggest upsets all time in USC history. Amanda Nunez is dethroned by Juliana Pena. Submitted in the second round, a first round where the champion landed some leg kicks, had top control, everything was going her favor until the second round when they started exchanging jabs. Nunez a lack of defense did not get her head off the center line at all, was getting beaten to the punch by Pena, who was exhibiting the much faster hand speed than a Pena attack the takedown, Nunez gives her back, and I'm screaming it's over as soon as she's starting to climb up her back. The rear naked choke comes there, and it looks more to be like a jaw crunch or a a pain kind of submission rather than it was the traditional rear naked choke where you're about to go to sleep. This one looked like it was for more the way Pena was able to get a tight grip on the neck and was starting to wrench upwards and kind of to the right with it, that forced the tap from Nunez once you really break down the film in slow motion.
2: Amanda Nunez hasn't lost since 2014. Shut up. 2014. That's a reign. That is a reign of dominance unseen in the sport. Micah, in round two, it was an absolute slugfest, just trading blows, and it seemed like Pena was like just a a hair – faster than Nunes and connected way more punches they were both in a daze but Amanda Nunes took the worst of it right
6: she really did take the worst of it it was in all ends up being 73 I believe to like 48 in landed strikes there was about a 30 strike advantage for Pena you saw the rapid amount of strikes she was able to land and not just that it was where she was landing that jab was continually, continually connecting with Nunez in the mouth, in the jaw, around an area where you have a button. If you look at the photos of where Pena is damaged, her eye is marked up, her forehead's marked up. It's a lot of upper facial damage, and that's not really the area where you get knocked out from. It is if you're clipped in the temple, but she didn't have any orbital swelling, so it's where you get hit. And Nunez suffered the strikes in a much more damaging area, and I think that's what took her kind of out of sorts. It also put her in a mental place where she just wanted to answer right back for getting hit and wanted to hit back, wanted to connect. Unfortunately, she was not fast enough and not doing enough diverse tactics, just repeatedly trying to out-jab her way in at a remarkable performance from Peña as you said it had been years it had been at 12 by win streak but this was one of the things that was an MO of Nunez when she struggled when she struggled she become desperate and then you could see her get off her game plan become tired and become frantic not many people believe that Juliana Peña was going to be able to execute a game plan of that sorts to this level but wow did she prove all the doubters wrong
1: All right, legit question, Micah. Mm -hmm. Why didn't Amanda Nunez train at all?
6: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she trained. Now, here's a lot of different aspects. This was Amanda Nunez's first fight back down at 135 in well over a year. So there's a lot of speculation of how she had to change her body, put on more muscle when she moved up to 45 fighting with Cyborg, and that's been three of her last four fights at 145. Well, when your body is set into that constant uh, weightlifting and strength training to continue to battle at 145, she just had to rechange her body to come back down to 135. Earlier in the week on Thursday, we saw Nunez with a six-pack walking around with her shirt off. And you wondered if the weight cut was going to take effect on her or if she was in the best shape of her life. Either way, she did not perform as the best Amanda Nunez. That was one of the worst striking performances we've seen out of her. We've seen Nunez be able to slip her way out of punches, be able to return counters, and have many different techniques to her arsenal. None of that did we see on Saturday night. Well,
1: that's what what I'm saying, Micah. she, She looks the part for TV, she looks the part for cameras, but she did not look the part for a fight. Like, Amanda Nunez, she's done being a fighter, right? She's just a, a celebrity now.
6: Well, there were many different avenues walking away from this fight that she could have chosen. She still has the 45 title. Maybe you try to talk to UFC and to let me go back to that division. My body isn't able to make 135 anymore. I was affected by the weight cut. Okay, we let you defend the title one more time to close out the division to go into retirement. Maybe she just walks away a retirement. Well, right away today, yesterday – Social media, she's already making her rounds saying, I want the rematch. I want to clean up my act, clean up some of the holes in my game, and go back after my belt. She'd be the first woman in the division, if she was able to do that, to go back and become a two-time champion. This isn't a girl that was a surefire, can't-miss prospect. Before the 12-fight win streak, we're looking at, Uh, a fighter that was 11-4, and and maybe she was going to be a nice opponent for Cyborg or Ronda Rousey one day. But this trajectory, this success was unfathomable at a point. So I'd hate to doubt that she could return to, if not her peak condition, to at least make another run at the title. It's not the deepest division in the UFC.
2: All right, Micah, pivoting to my dude, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Overrated. Sugar Sean O'Malley is undefeated in fights that he does not get injured. He is the real deal at being entertaining. Is he the real deal on the mat as well? Well, I don't want to, like, just crush you right away,
6: Van, but he's (laughs) actually every fight that he's ever had in the UFC, he's been injured. I don't think there's a fight, win, or lose that he's walked away uninjured. Today he was just posting or was just posted about him from a source that he'll be out till at least June of next year because he absolutely shattered part of that right hand on Saturday night. So fragile, maybe that's the adjective that we're gonna have to start putting to O'Malley because the dude gets injured every time out. But was it a phenomenal performance? Yes. Did he take out a pressure fighting hard-punching Brazilian who his teammate could barely handle yes did he make it look easy oh yeah could you sell a big fight with O'Malley and yes I now washed up Cody Garbrandt but the guy was a former world champion could you put that on a pay-per-view card just off of the heat that they had at the weigh-ins yes you could were there a ton of O'Malley jerseys t-shirts other sorts of merchandise flooding throughout vegas yes is he a young superstar yes but is he a guaranteed world champion i i don't know about that yet because he still hasn't beat that upper level of competition savvy enough he knows he'd rather get paid first than have to take on that level of competition but when he keeps getting injured, you wonder if some of that is going to start to wear away at his prime, missing six months, eight months here, having to deal with all these constant injuries.
1: Micah, can you stick around after the break, and we'll wrap out the hour with you? Oh, yeah, let's do it. What a good dude. Dave Busters presents Two Men On, and we are remote with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, live from the cloud YMCA. Your boys are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM
7: 610. The back live
1: on the program joining us on the Kwans Auto Care hotline is Mike Frankel and we have been talking about UFC 269.
2: Michael, what, what was the big story that savants like you stand out, not like passive fans like me know about? What, do, what did you come away from after Saturday? Well, the overwhelming story
6: of the entire week, if you watch the pay-per-view, the opening montage, the opening story, everything was Dustin Poyer and could he capitalize on a tremendous year? He had defeated Conor McGregor bypassed the title opportunity to take the second money fight with Conor McGregor. His decision-making had been questioned. Dana White even five weeks had said, no, you're crazy. Obviously, he did the right thing. Take the money and come now. Put the period at the end of the sentence. Get that championship belt and have the storybook ending to this journey. Unfortunately, for the second time in his career when he got to the world title fight, he has submitted And the story then turns into what was the secondary story, but it wasn't the mainstream appealing story. It was could Charles Oliveira solidify his title reign? It's one thing to win the belt, but it is a whole other thing to defend it. There are many great UFC champions that never defended it. So to have this title defense, sets him apart from so many guys that literally historically you would have not put Charles Oliveira in this category. He was a young man that at one point was 10 and 8 in his UFC career and now is on a 10 fight win streak. So the turnaround in his career and the success that he is having the all-time leader in finishes in the UFC and in submissions Charles Oliveira becomes the story as the champion on top of the card. The last fighter out probably should have been all week but it felt like he was a visitor to someone else's coronation and had to steal back his own crown.
2: Who Who's going to be the number one contender coming after Oliveira? Right there, cage
6: side, as the fight was happening, was Justin Gaethje. Gaethje beat Michael Chandler. It felt like a foregone conclusion that that was a number one contender's fight. It's kind of we're still sorting out. The, who's the best of the guys that Habib Nurmagomedov beat? And Justin Gaethje has taken out everybody in impressive fashion besides Habib, So he ends up with this opportunity. He should be next for Charles Oliveira. And if for some reason that fight does not happen, already, I believe, in January, January 15th, the main event of UFC Fight Night is going to be Benil Darius versus Islam Mahashev. And you're figuring the winner of that fight is in line also for a title fight. So it's Gaethje or the winner of Darius Mahashev.
1: Speaking of title reigns, will Roman Reigns' 486-day reign as the universal champion come to an end at day one against Brock Lesnar? I just feel there's no way possible that Roman Reigns could even survive for one minute.
6: I think that Roman Reigns will still succeed, achieve, and overcome. I, I think that he wins that fight. And Brock Lesnar will probably end up winning the Royal Rumble for Brock to take the title back at WrestleMania.
1: Well, you are aware, Micah, that I will be ringside at the Royal Rumble. And if what you just described happens, I will not be able to speak or walk the next day because I will will just lose all of my energy and soul and life through excitement.
2: See,
6: he'll scream his lungs out, people.
2: Fred, Micah, I don't know anything about wrestling, so I'm going to take the rest of this segment off. You guys go crazy.
1: I just think it's really important to like state that like Bobby Lashley is a really strong opportunity to kind of like rebecome the face of like Monday Night Raw, and Day One is where he's going to cement that position. That's all I'm saying.
6: I just think that Kevin Owens is the guy getting pinned. The more time I think that he's re-signed with the company, I think this is just a lasso raw to get out the door, but. Big E's title reign should not go away this quickly. Give Big E a chance.
1: Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, recently left WWE after three-way losses. Are you predicting the exact same thing for Kevin Owen Steen, that he will go out in a three-way on his shield and that will be the end of his WWE run?
6: Yes, very much so. Can't wait to see Kevin Steen, as you put it, back in the mix once he hits that regional scene i mean out there if you didn't see like adam stern he'll get to control his narrative
1: i mean i'll buy any t-shirt he puts up on pro wrestling tees. i mean you know i feel that way
6: (laughs) oh yeah probably i got way too many four pillar t-shirts already
1: (laughs) (laughs) michael franklin you're the absolute best in the business anything we missed on ufc 269 before we cut you loose
6: Uh, Real quick, for the local fans, I did see Greg Jackson out there. He was in the corner of Ryan Hall. Ryan picks up the decision win over Derek Minner. It was his first time having some training down
2: here in Albuquerque. Glad to see it
6: it produce positive
2: results. I forgot there was one wrestling story that made, uh, made my phone's rotation this week and that one of my favorite rappers, Action Bronson, is doing the walkout music for AEW's Hook. Yes. So that's a thing that may <laughs> – does Hook immediately have the best walkout music, Micah? I
6: think he might. He might actually. And he has a ten times better book already than his father, so he's good to go.
1: Hey, be- the best in the business. You want to talk Holly Holm boxing, too? You got that one down, that's, Micah? That's the most, this is the most wrestling I've <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah, we've got about. Holly the Holm History. going into the
6: International Boxing Hall of Fame coming up this June. So it's going to be a special June 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. It's four days. It's three years of International Boxing Hall of Fame induction. So it's going to be a mega weekend.
1: Michael Franklin, you're simply the best, my friend. No other words for it.
6: I know
2: a lot of stuff, guys. Let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> and <laughs>
2: humble. That's my favorite part.
1: CageMinds.com, Micah Frankel. Thank you so very much for taking the time with us this evening. And uh, the next time we're in studio, we're going to make sure to have you in.
2: Awesome, guys. Again, I appreciate you bringing me on. What a good dude. Thanks, Micah.
1: I'm telling you, I talk about it every time he's on. If I could have even some of the passion about anything that he has about MMA. Like, it's unfair.
2: Well, you don't have that anywhere in your life. No. For any subject matter or anything whatsoever.
1: Like, and not even close. Like, my lady has it for, like, going to different restaurants and buying, like, macaroni and cheese dinners. And I'm like, I wish I even had that. I wish I was like, I could just fall passionately in love with an idea. I can't. Can't (laughs) do it. Michael Frankel. Inspires. You go to Do You mess around with it. Strong. Yeah, it's so good. Strong. It, and uh, I know he was doing, he does that MMA After Hours podcast and the Pro Wrestling After Hours podcast. Uh, he does that with uh, Mike Carlisle. Mike Carlisle, who's over on KKOB, they do that together. So that's a really good product over there. Uh, Vital, can we go to break a minute early? And then sure. Whenever we, get, we, whenever we get back, we'll do uh, the Tiger Woods stuff, all the COVID outbreaks. I want to make sure we hit on this J.R. Smith story. And we haven't said a varsity yet today. Ooh. So we're going to have to figure that out. Your boys are brought to you by Dave and Busters. We are on remote with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are live From the McLeod YMCA at the intersection of Comanche and Tramway, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal. Your boys are back live from the McLeod YMCA, 12500 Comanche, the intersection of Comanche and Tramway. We're having a lot of fun with it today. Welcome to your cars. if you just got off work? Man, we've had a good one thus far. Usually do. Spoke with Sarah Ukiley. She's the group fitness everything here at the Y. To kind of talked about some stuff going on. We also talked to Mark Lewis, who is the director here at the McLeod Y. We talked to him about all the benefits of joining the Y and how to become a part of that. And then, obviously, Michael Frankel just joined us talking USC 269. Nice. If you missed any of it, everything's always available to you via where we get your podcast. So you can check us out at TalkABQ.com. That will take you directly to the show page. The show page has access to the podcast archives. If you're more of a traditionalist, uh, search through your Spotify or search through your Apple iTunes podcast app or or where we get it because we're out there. The the RSS f- feeds for all. Stitcher, SoundCloud. all Literally all of them. Pod every being, single one. All of them. All of them. Uh, yeah, it's there. So wherever you want to catch the boys, catch the boys. Uh we put the show up uh, often immediately following the program, but if not, pretty close to it. So you can you can get access to that if you like it. Okay, Van. So we earlier in the program we were talking about broken records and breaking news, Steph Curry has broken the three-point record in Madison Square Garden.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
1: I imagine they probably stopped play, and New York is very respectful to their sports, specifically as it relates to visiting athletes doing something special because it kind of happens a lot in New York. Uh, so I'm sure there was a stoppage, and I'm sure there was a little recognition. So cool thing for him. Super cool. Yeah. I mean,
2: if you're not going to do it at home, you're going to want to do it at Madison Square Garden. I, kinda, right?
1: I agree with that philosophy a lot, actually. Uh, we didn't really get to the uh, records that we do or don't think will ever be broke, and that is because we just started just making Tom Brady jokes. But I got a couple here, man, and I want your opinion on what you think will Ricky Henderson's 1406 stolen bases ever be broken?
2: Uh when you say ever that's a very large gray area. Yep. The way the game is played now, I'm going to say hard no. Hard no. But the game could evolve into something different where speed and stolen bases matter more again and someone could take a crack at it, but I don't think anywhere close to it.
1: If you averaged 70 stolen bases for 20 seasons, you would be six bases short. Mm-hmm. Cannot be done. Wow. Uh, sticking sticking with baseball, Cal Ripkin Jr. played in 2,632 consecutive games, Van. That is every game for 16 years.
2: Uh, that one's not even going to come close. No, it'll never come close. Never come close. The way people got to do – Vital's favorite word, load management, ah. the way you got to do load management <laughs> in a long it. baseball season now. And you can't just do poppers and painkillers all the time, you know, like Brett Favre did. So I think that one's, st- that one's absolutely unbreakable.
1: Speaking of your hero, Brett Favre, who played over 18 years, he threw 305 career interceptions, Van. Will that record ever be
3: broken?
2: Uh, I'm going to say yes. For the, the one fact that Tom Brady will play forever because he is obviously a vampire who sold his soul to the devil. Yes. So if he plays for 640 seasons, he will definitely break Brett Favre's interception record eventually.
1: I don't even know what Tom Brady's – Tom Brady has 201 career interceptions. So he would need to throw – well, a lot more, 104 more. I just, I don't think
2: so. 10 a year for 11 more years and he'll break it?
1: <laughs> Unfathomable is the idea that any team could ever win eight consecutive championships, but the Boston Celtics absolutely did that between 1959 and 1966 when them hippies didn't care about playing no basketball. You think that one will ever be broken, man?
2: Uh, I think this one has a higher probability than most. Okay. Because you could get lucky and have a couple dynasties in a row. I'm not gonna say it's unbreakable. I'm gonna say it's wildly unlikely.
1: I think I have the one that I believe will be broken, and that's Joe
2: DiMaggio's fifty
1: six game hit streak.
2: I'm agree with you on this one.
1: Yeah. Um players most players don't come within ten percent of this. Like most players don't get a six game hit streak. How Correct. close so, did Pete rose so, get? Uh he had forty four. So Pete Rose that's had 44 in 70, yeah, and 78, and then um, Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins both got uh, weirdly close a couple years ago. I think Ian Kinsler got weirdly close mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um, but this is the one where I think I see it happen. And I'm going to use guys like – and when Ichiro didn't do it, that's when I thought, well, this is actually harder than it really looks. Right. Because he's the guy to me who is the definition of hitting – but there are guys in the game now that I just think have that level. Shohei Otani, I think, is one of them. I think there's guys, because he's not going to play every game in a row. It's going to be consecutive games that he plays. Yeah. So I think that's going to give him an advantage. Um, but I think the 56 game by Joe D, is uh, that one is in trouble.
2: Yeah, I think that one's very breakable, and it will X amount of time be broken because players can get a hit every game. There's There's talented enough players who can get a hit every game Um, I I assume there's going to be some pitching rule changes, whether they change the size of the strike zone or lower the mound or move it back that will make uh, hitting easier. The problem with a streak that long is sometimes somebody gets a day off Mm -hmm. and then they come in and pinch hit at the end of the game. Right. That's going to count. Maybe somebody goes 0 for 3 and then they get walked because their first base is open. The last two at bats, and they go zero for three with two walks.
1: Do you think, and I don't know what the number is, twenties? Do you think at that point you have to, for the history of the game,
2: start like, pitching to him?
1: Like, yeah. And I'm not. I mean, pitch to him. I'm not saying pipe one in there. Yeah, for but sure. I, Yeah, but I'm saying like you got to give an opportunity to get the bat off his shoulder.
2: I agree. I think you know baseball is so full of unwritten rules that I think that would be agreed upon. Like we got to give this guy a chance yeah. to swing the bat. He's creeping up on a record. We can't do so that to him. So I
1: think unwritten rule kind of applies to the sentence to where it's like, if you don't, you're a jerk. But I think in today's day and age, if you're if you're the manager that puts four fingers up when you got a guy who's got a chance to extend into like the mid twenties or thirties of a hit streak, social media, twenty four hour news cycle, us the next following day, like you will be lambasted. A hundred percent. Now, if you get your guy to go up there and and I'm just going to throw this out there, maybe it's uh low-round draft pick guy who's maybe the 23rd or 24th or 25th guy on the roster, and you put him up there to face him one-on-one, that's where that's brave. Like, sure. Yeah. So I think that's what has to happen. Uh, Will Chamberlain one-time averaged 50.4 points per game in one season? Uh, considering all-sports all, all sports van, uh, is anyone going to be able to top the 1962 season of Will Chamberlain?
2: Uh, the way the game stands now, I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, thirty. Just getting averaging thirty five is so near impossible that getting up to fifty points a game throughout a whole season—that's that, not only is it unlikely, not only is it unbreakable, it seems silly to me. Yeah. that that even happened.
1: Well, one of those games he had a hundred, yeah. so you got to factor that in. Helps. It's like taking a day off. Helps a little bit. <laughs> uh, Vital, you might be able to help with this one a little bit more than me. Was Wayne Gretzky so much better in hockey? That it's not even worth having the conversation is two thousand eight hundred fifty-seven points in a career, like so astronomical, or like, or do I just not understand?
3: It's kind of like hammering Hank Aaron's total bases record. That's a good. Point. I mean that. I mean that's that's where that stands among. Can it be? Can it be broken? Maybe, maybe, but man, I don't know. That's a that's that's a tough one too. He he had
1: two hundred fifteen points in one season.
3: Yeah, that's there's remarkable. A, the,
1: there's only eighty games or something in a season. Like there's just I feel like no way.
2: So uh, second place behind Wayne Gretzky is Jaromir Jager, who has almost a thousand less points.
1: And he played for like forty years. He played and
2: he was till
3: forty hundred more games. Yeah.
2: Are you serious? Three hundred more games and still has a thousand lef- less can't, points. Can't be done.
3: Yeah, it's incredible.
1: 191 RBIs in one season van by Hack Wilson.
2: This one is I think it can. Unlikely? I think it can. It's though. not unbreakable, but it's very unlikely. It can happen.
1: You would need you need one ribby a game and that would give you 162. Mm-hmm. So then you got to come up with 29 more ribbies. You would have to you think hit at least 30 homers to have a shot, and if you could have a runner on base, I think it's doable.
2: I think it is doable. If if one of these young studs like Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis Jr., like if they have a whole healthy season, which none of them have yet, if they have a whole healthy season, then 160, like an RBI a game, like that's doable. I agree. But once you get over an RBI a game, it's like, oh, man, that, that seems very unlikely.
1: Bill Russell had 11 ships. <sighs> Maybe Tom Brady, but he can't.
2: So, like, who's – Again, I will bring back to the deal with the devil. He's yeah. going to play until he's, like, 130. So, he'll probably win 11 championships by the time he's 142 years old.
1: I guess maybe collegially you could talk about, like, some coaches that might have an opportunity of getting there. Um, that might be a thing, but it would be, like – like, a, who's the cat that was at Connecticut? Uh, Gino Ariama, Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Yeah. So, like, maybe if you were not counting players – but I just – I don't think.
2: Yeah, I believe player is what they're referencing here, and it's uh, super unlikely. I mean, hey, one of the previous questions was, will the Celtics – will someone else ever beat the Celtics' eight straight streak? And if someone beats that eight straight streak, you would think they would also have 11 championships. And be one of that the same. Yeah. yeah.
1: The night train lane had 14 interceptions in one season. Will anyone, Van, before we go to the break, ever beat the record of coolest name ever?
2: Uh no, no that <laughs> one's that one's pretty peak right there, and hey, with uh the extra game every season, like Trayvon Diggs might do it this year. Yes,
1: that so that's the thing. More passes, more games. Yeah. Yes, this one gets broken for sure. Hey, right, we actually got a bunch more cool ones. Let's let's uh let's spread this one out when we come back. More uh more talk uh more record talk. Let's do it. Yeah, we're two minutes on uh, breaking records. Ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Back live on the program. We're live from the Cloud YMCA. The boys are having a lot of fun with it today. Uh, obviously, we always encourage everyone who's a friend of the show to become a friend of the YMCA. It's about a dollar a day, Van. Sure. Come down. You hang out. You uh, Get your sweat on. Uh, lift your weights. Uh, find some fellowship. And uh, this is not just like radio talk. Like, Van and I are literally at the Y every morning. Come hang out with your boys. Like we, true. Yeah. Say hi. Lift weights. Drink coffee. Talk about baseball.
2: We're there almost... Every day, 7 to 9, working out, talking shop, yeah, telling jokes, having fun. It's all inside baseball. We,
1: Between breaks, we just had the nicest uh, conversation with Joshua. Joshua is like a member here at the Y, and he was a St. Pius kid. And he's, talking, he's like, yeah, he's like, I come to the Y. I train out for decathlons. It's like, w- what? That's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. Like, ten sports in one sport, and that's a sport? Yeah. There you go, sport. Ten for one. Anyway, that's I mean, a good deal I don't know, a lot of cool energy a lot of cool it's 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 to me just um like a like a little like secret that I don't want to be kept anymore in Albuquerque like like get out be about it
2: i agree there there are some some secrets here in New Mexico that you want kept yeah that rail I, runners
1: can kill snakes
2: i e that like new Mex- northern New Mexico is the best place on earth yes don't let that get out no but we'll <laughs> tell you about the y m c a
1: that's how I feel. We were talking about records that we do not believe will be broken because Steph Curry today broke a record that uh, when I saw it set by Ray Allen, I thought would never be broken. And Steph Curry did it in about five minutes of an NBA playing career. Jerry Rice has a career receiving art total, Van, of 22,895. What, afraid of 23,000? I don't know what the money line is, but to average 1150 over 20 years, is that right? Am I doing that math right? Or 1,500 receiving yards for 15 years? Who's going to be able to do that? No one ever.
2: I agree. Like, players these days don't have the longevity that he had. It's not only a talent thing, but the longevity is phenomenal.
1: And not just speaking receiving yards, but, like, total catches, total touchdowns. But receiving yards specific. Like, he's just – he would catch the ball and he would just run. And he was playing at a time where – similar to Amanda Nunez. You know, and it took – seven, eight years for others to catch up to her. Because when she was as good as she was, when she was that good, there was no one else that was even approaching that good. And I kind of feel that's what it was with Jerry Rice in the West Coast passing game at the time.
2: And the reason we're talking about the records here is, if you don't know already, Steph Curry just set the all-time three-point record. Right. And a a record that seemed unbreakable at the time. No one's going to beat Reggie Miller. Ray Allen is able to do it at the end of his career. Steph Curry set the three-point record in 511 less games. That's nuts. 511 less games. That is revolutionary.
1: He could have, so what's he got, 2,300 now? I mean, we're talking 3,000 easy, right?
2: Yes. Easy. And that's going to be the next unbreakable one. That's on cruise control. Until the next generation of basketball, and there's Steph Curry 2.0, and he's. Steph Curry Jr., knocking 20 a game. Yeah. Maybe Brawny. I hey,
1: Jamal Mashburn Jr. Like there's some guys that could go
2: up and do it. Never say never.
1: Uh this one here to me is a big number but it only matters to nerds and it's Babe Ruth's 690 career slugging. Uh you don't need this anymore. Which is to me why it's not a thing. Unpackage that a little bit. So I don't think there's major league baseball player that puts over emphasis on their career
2: slugging. Uh yeah, I mean there's better modern advanced analytic yeah. indicators, but until the newest moneyball generation arose, career slugging was like the crown of all of your numbers.
3: Yeah.
1: But not anymore. Like to me, yeah. like it's and with the way def- the shift now and so many different things are done to where it to prevent you from obtaining base. Like it's just I don't know, it's not it, to me you 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 hit to the opposite side, and you just put it in play. And there's, I don't know, guys, guys aren't going for it the way they're going for it. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady with 700 career passing touchdowns uh, the earlier this week on a walk-off one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, one time, and by one time I mean over the course of two seasons, lost 26 consecutive games.
2: I, I think this one's likely. Same. Yeah. But it would it, be I,
1: in basketball or something.
2: Oh, is this NFL only?
1: No, I'm taking it for consecutive losses can be anything. That to me, there's a major league baseball team that could get swept that many times. I don't think so. But there's a basketball team, I think, out there that could lose that many times. It,
2: the, the Rockets were on their way until yeah. they turned it around this year.
1: Can you imagine losing every single game for a full season? That's hard to NBA do in
3: season? pro sports. I think you have pro athletes. I think that is correct. Yeah. Over the course but, of the I season, mean, remaining winless to me is easier than winning. You know, being unbeaten in the NFL.
1: So I think in football you're absolutely correct. I think in basketball, let's just what's a good example? New Orleans, where you you have your two best or maybe even three best guys all take untimely inter- like injury. Not that far fetched to me to see them lose thirty games in a row because you just don't have the blood out there to pump.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be near impossible in baseball because there's so much parity and 162 games. You're going to win one or two games in a stretch like that. But you made a good point on the NBA. If you have a few untimely injuries all in the same, uh, in the same time frame, then, yeah, I could actually see that happening. Because let's take the Lakers for example. They're playing very poorly because their big three isn't on the court at the same time. If you only got one healthy guy or two healthy guys from your big three, look at them this year. They're all very talented, but they're floating around 500. If you take away all three of them, they're one of the worst teams in basketball.
1: Uh, this record is is so just preposterous, prepop, prepop, preposterous that I, I don't think it'll ever come close because the number two and the number three guys are also the number one guy. Barry Bonds took 120 intentional walks in 2004.
2: Uh, fun fact, fun little stat here. Barry Bonds has more career intentional walks than the whole Tampa Bay Rays organization. <laughs> the history of the wow. team. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty nuts, isn't it? The
1: the one that I think uh, not only will not be broken, but this to me is the top of the varsity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is Cy Young's 749 complete games. Uh, well, it's just the games aren't made that way anymore.
2: It's a completely different world. Yeah. Not just league, not just sport. It's a completely different world than this one's never going to come close to get. I would bet no one gets 10% of that. I would say no one has going forward has 75, 74.9 career complete games. There's no way. Uh,
1: Well, 79. No, that's even too hard. Like
2: Yeah, and that's ten percent.
1: I'm gonna say you are correct. I'm gonna God, yeah, not ten percent. There's just no way. Uh I think Drew Brees recently surpassed it, but he does Drew Brees have 49 consecutive games with a touchdown pass? Is that what it is, Vital? So he, so I think he it's 50. passed. Oh, is it? So he passed Ryan in and I think that one will get passed again.
2: I agree. Yeah, that yeah, one to me sure.
1: is is not a thing. Um, there's just no possible way. Nolan Ryan has seven no hitters.
3: But how many again, strikeouts like, does does Ryan have? He, I think that that's that's an untouchable record too.
2: Yeah, I think you're right on that one as well. Just because like the Jerry Rice angle too, the the longevity. No one did it longer than Nolan Ryan. But he never won the big one.
1: Five thousand seven hundred fourteen Ks. To put that in comparison, here's some guys that are kind of on his heels, but they're not at all. Randy Johnson, forty eight hundred. Roger Clemens, forty six hundred. Steve Carlton, forty one hundred. Like you just you're not you're not gonna get there. Like it's.
2: Hey, big shout out to Tim Wakefield in sixty ninth place. Nice with twenty one fifty six. It's pretty good.
1: Uh I mean so those were kind of the big ones to me. Uh there's weird ones too like Ron Hunt took 50 hit by pitches in one season. So unless you got a guy who's like real brave and wants to lean into them all. But uh yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a fun one and you don't always get to hit on those kind of historic marker ones, but with Steph Curry doing what he did today and obviously Tom Brady padding his 700-touchdown pass over the weekend in a walk-off winter, uh, that to me is, I don't know, a fun one to play with. I know we got to grab a break when we get back. Uh, Tiger Woods is back, man. Oh, Excited to talk about that. i got a quick hitter with J.R. Smith. I want to make sure we get to. And then uh, a little bit of COVID talk before today's varsity, which we haven't picked. So We're we'll, up against it, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll do that in the next second. Dave & Buster's presents two men on. We are... Remote today with the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio live from the McLeod YMCA. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610. D Sports Animal. Back live on the program, and during the break, Vital, Van and I were watching the highlight of Steph Curry breaking Ray Allen's all-time three-point record, and we were like, okay, cool, we got a couple minutes. It's the break. We should be able to watch the whole thing. They apparently stopped the game and did a whole on like ceremony during and we didn't have enough time to watch it it was like a legit ceremony so we're gonna have to check that out after the broadcast joining us on the Quan's auto care hotline front of the show the mailman mailman how are you
5: What what's happening fellas uh like i was telling Vital, it's a little wet out here but somebody's got to do it right
2: yeah man
5: <laughs> so 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 here's here's my thoughts Van, um, unfortunately, by your own words, we're gonna sit you in the corner for about a minute, and then and yes. then we'll let you back in because you say you don't know nothing about wrestling. So, the only person I used to get to start wrestling with was Mr. Carlisle. but I, oh, I appreciate I you, Mr. Slow. Uh, uh, so, so, so check this out. I don't understand why the WWE did not put Bobby Lashley in a position to uh, that could have been the next great uh the next great uh uh, um, uh what would you call it with 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 the, with the guys just right. constantly going out right why wouldn't they put Bobby Lashley against Roman reigns whenever they did that they had somebody else to take the fall. And I think Barney Lashley has got the body. I mean, the dude is built like a... Built like a, 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 a brick a, a house that people state spend built. time in. Yes. And, <laughs> I mean, he is just rocked up. And I figure if anybody had a shot to take out Roman Reigns, it would have been him and then deal with Brock Lesnar. But I like what they're doing with Brock, so that's okay. Now, fair. So I'm gonna go ahead and yep. let you back in the conversation because I know you were just and what I was just saying right there. But um, I love I love you and Buck D. But how much money would you put down New England versus Tampa Bay Super Bowl? And I would take I would take Tom Brady because I still think it's the player over the coach. Your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay's already beat them this year. I think the Buccaneers have the better roster, and, you know, they got a special guy, old Tampa Tom, over there. So I, I, I would take Tampa Bay pretty easily in that situation. Obviously, you depend on the spread and injuries, et cetera, et cetera, but no-brainer for me.
5: I, I would, too. Well, I appreciate you guys holding it down. Hey, you you, you hey, keep before, me going hey, out here in the dark. I'm almost done. But I did get before a little we wet you loose. Today, so I appreciate mailman, you, guys we you loose, uh, last allowing one. me to backstroke through the airways. <laughs> with
1: you. I got one more before we let you go, man. Man, um, female and male superstar. Who are your Royal Rumble winners this year?
5: Uh, I think they've done. I think they've done Bianca Belair wrong too. I understand that Becky Lynch never lost the title, and she came back, and I can understand. Them forcing Bianca to drop the title back to her, so she can say, "Well, I never lost it; I got it back." But this is crazy. They got everybody else back into this little food fight, do dropping everybody else as a distraction, and it should have it been Bianca and, and 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 Becky Lynch. So hopefully, they allow Bianca to get back in. Or this new girl, um, this new girl from Japan, uh, she's, she's a striker. So maybe that would be the uh, opposite, the polar opposite. And they got to let Drew McIntyre back into the picture, too, because I think they did him wrong when they kept him out of that uh, Black Friday Battle Royal, which was garbage. So... I, I would say Drew McIntyre and either Bianca Belair or that new girl from Japan.
1: Well, I think it's dew drop all day. Mailman, I appreciate the call.
2: Hey hey, Mailman. I, I actually know the one from Japan. That's that's Asuka.
1: No, that's no that's the old one. No, no, that's not
5: out. that's <laughs> not It's a new one. Um uh the the Defender of Justice, she came out to help Naomi. She's on uh Friday Night SmackDown. You could, you should see her entrance, uh, man. You would love it. She comes in, she's got the hat on like Luke King with the stuff, with the tassels Ooh, and stuff okay, hanging down. That. And she was in, she was in, Bay, I mean, in a uh, Staples Center. So I know they had the graphics and the stuff going. And it looked like when she was coming out, she was calling down lightning and stuff. So yeah, it was. She's pretty nice. Uh, get Fred, get Fred, uh, (laughs) during the commercial to show you her entrance and let me know what you think.
1: Uh, also from the texter, uh, nice of mailman to allow van back in the conversation. So I really like that (laughs) mailman. Thank you so much.
5: Appreciate it guys.
4: Have a good night. Stay
5: safe out there. there, Mailman from me. When you see him tonight, tell him I'll have to get down and, uh, meet him in person. And uh, maybe Zealy. I'll uh, maybe I'll generously uh, allow you guys to have a shot on me. Wednesday night <laughs> yeah. we are at Revel with
1: the coaches show, and then we are going next door, uh, still at Revel, but we're going from the sports bar to the comedy club as uh, Robert Buck D Gibson is hosting a little roast battle Wednesday night. So, Stoked for that! Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have a good little Wednesday night out in the community.
5: Okay, all right, man. Thanks, I'll see brother. I'll see you, but more likely I'll probably be working, but.
1: We'll <laughs> see. We're going to go all night out there. So what a good dude. Uh, uh, Ziya Lee, Van. That's who the mailman was talking about. Ziya Lee. So there you go. So okay. now you know she's, she's the new hotness in WWE. Sweet. I will take every phone call. And now if I hope J.D. is calling to tell Van that it's okay to not know about pro wrestling, but to learn it. J.D., welcome to the program. Yeah,
7: it's okay not to know. And, no, you don't have to learn it. so i just wondered if you guys had had a show yet i try to listen when i can but sometimes i miss (laughs) about this house of pancakes factory pancakes that uh has donated all this money to the heart of the horns in texas where they can pay their linemen and what What? your thoughts are on that
1: i don't know yeah i don't know anything about this you know about Uh, i
2: yeah i saw this story uh it's the one where. This restaurant is giving each lineman fifty grand and like unlimited pancakes. Shut up. Yeah. That's the NIL. Yeah. So so actually,
7: what it is is they donated five hundred thousand dollars to a nonprofit organization, so that they meet the stipulations that are around the NIL. And so they had to give it to. uh, They gave it to an organization called the Heart of the Horns, and they are the ones who then were able to disperse it to the top ten linemen on the University of Texas. And so anybody who signs will get $50,000 and so in return they have to be available for all media requests that the Pancake Factory and the University of Texas requires of them. So if it's going to be Habitat for Humanity, they got to go do it. If it's going to be you're on a billboard for Pancake Factory, you're going to do it, but you get $50,000. So hard yes. I yeah. And so I think that this will be the beginning of the end of college football. I really do. Oh, They've got yes, to stop it now because if they don't, then who's going to step forward and start paying receivers 75000 a year?
1: And it, you know it looks I mean? like there's another initiative already for something called Burnt Ends, which is a, a similar kind of idea. Um, No, but you're absolutely right this and and now with the transfer portal and all these other different options like players are going to go where players are going to get paid and and that's going to set a big difference between Norman Oklahoma and and any team that plays in Los Angeles.
2: I I got two thoughts here. Number one, good on the House of Pancakes for putting attention to the linemen because he's like the most overlooked members of any team in any sport. Yes. And number two, how much does it suck to be the 11th guy on the depth chart? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. J.D., I, I think you're right, though. It it is, is, it we, is, we always knew that the t-
1: schools
7: cheated and paid people anyway. So all this is is above board now, right? <sighs> and you're paying I mean, them. this is exactly what I mean, they've been doing I mean, this whole time. I mean, isn't that what happened in college basketball with the shoe deals when everybody got busted?
1: Yeah, you're I mean you're not wrong about that at all. And you know, there's little examples. I always talk about Rhett Bomar who was at Oklahoma and ended up at Sam Houston or talking about like Terrell Pryor and like some of the stuff going on at Ohio State. This stuff's always existed. Miami. I mean ESPN did the best they're yeah. oh on that. Yeah.
2: Uncle Luke on yeah, the, exactly. the
1: and yeah, and it's it's kind of incredible. But I mean, let's put it, let's look at it this way. Let's look at it a little bit bigger picture. Where this uh, uh, pancake factory that JD I'm just now learning about, let's say they're like, hey, we're gonna get ten University of Texas linemen to come out for this Thanksgiving turkey giveaway, like like food fest thing, and the amount of fans that would come out to support that. Yo, pie eating am- contest. That's
2: what I'm saying. Give like, me all could, the pie eating contests you, you got.
1: You could end up helping a lot of people for what ends up being $500,000 a year. And I, although, I mean, this is Albuquerque and this is the 49th richest state or whatever, but $500,000 a year, not a lot of money to a company that's trying to, like, market and help a lot of people the right way.
2: Sure, I'm with you on that one. Ooh, I, I'm with you, you know, though, J.D.
1: Maybe the downfall of college uh, football college sports, but maybe an uptrend in, in community giving.
2: I agree. I, I mean, these guys have been deserved to be paid forever now. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's, was, that's the was, other I've question, been, but
7: I think you're going to see the difference between now, really, and we've already seen it, right? There's already the difference between the Power Five, the FBS. They've already split it out, but now you're really going to see a division because the schools, they will – can you imagine what Tesla could do? When you think no, about the corporations that have well, – what could Amazon I mean, do? How much could they get? When, Where did Jeff Bezos when go When you're to talking school? about –
1: Yeah, well, you're absolutely correct. And when you're talking about everyone else, let's use like Cincinnati example, right? Cincinnati has to go undefeated. Cincinnati has to have signature wins. And even with that, they can still only be fourth best. Like, there's a lot of people like, that's where they should be seated. And that's the – well, no, they should be number one. Like, but they'll never, ever get that opportunity because of the way it's laid out. So without NIL, and I think NIL is a big deal to level the playing field, but you're never going to, unless you're in a power five, get any sort of opportunity at – big down the road and by big i mean attention and broadcasting and bowl games and, and all the attention and
7: money and, comes and I, I think the next thing that's going to happen is the, the pay games is going to go away for the smaller schools now i think you're going to see more of a trend of what happens in college basketball where the preseason is taken up by all the top 25 programs playing each other i.e the acc big 10 challenge so when it comes into the year they've always had to be able to use that on their resume hey they had yeah. six top 25 wins well yeah because that's Basically all they played, right and the preseason well, you see that in college football, too. so now they're going to start to not even do this. so you don't see how misses New Mexico State go to play Alabama and get however much money they got, right? You won't see that game anymore because I now I think they're they, going to say, well, we can't risk somebody get injured. we got to make it count, so let's just go play let's just start scheduling each other. I really think that's going to happen.
1: In football, you're absolutely correct. I think basketball might be a little slower to come around on that because, like, it doesn't cost University of Mexico anything to pay Highlands University to go out there. I think it's like five grand. I don't think it's a lot more if it is. And I think those games will still exist. That way you can get, like, the interstate excitement of your fan base and pack out your facility for such a low cost. But football, I think J.D. is absolutely right. There's, There's no reason. So, J.D., you are one of the best. Thank you for taking the time, friend.
7: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night.
1: Enjoy the rain. Apparently, it's coming down pretty good. Apparently, it's raining. The acoustics here at the McLeod YMCA can't hear a word. Can't well, they're it.
2: phenomenal. Yeah.
1: We, uh, we're up against the final one, and we will take a break. When we get back, uh, we still didn't pick a varsity. So, to, uh, surprise high 9 varsity whenever we get back. I got it. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. The boys are live from the McLeod YMCA the intersection of Comanche and Tramway. Having a lot of fun with it today. Big thank you to all the individuals who made the effort with us today. Uh, Sarah Kylie, she was tremendous. She came on and talked about the blood pressure program and coming to the group fitness stuff and everything goes on here at the Y. Uh, Mark Lewis, director of the YMCA, he came out, talked about the ease of access and, and how becoming a member of the Y is more about fellowship than fitness. And I was like, well, is it really? He was like, well, it's an equal balance. And then obviously Michael Frankel joined us for two segments, talked to MMA and WWE. Uh, the mailman, caller JD. Uh, the mailman called you out, Van, talking about pro wrestling, and he was talking about one Bobby Lashley. And whenever he called, he said, uh, "You don't know about this man. Sit down." But Bobby Lashley, before becoming a pro wrestler, he was like an Olympic wrestler. He was he was like, a, like an actual
2: wrestler. Yeah, he was like yeah. an
1: actual wrestler. So we were thinking about today for today's i9 varsity we thought well what about like actual pro athletes that became pro wrestlers yeah like that is a good varsity so reach out to i9 sports league office 280 at i9sports.com 505-312-4999 other uh, winter seasons did just start but if you reach out now i assure you you say two men on saying you they're gonna be able to sneak your kids in there get them some uh get them some how-to and how-nots of joining and playing uh, athletics here in the community, specifically as it relates to developmental. Okay, all right, Van, you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
2: Uh, you go first, as long as you don't get mine, because I only have three. Okay, so
1: <laughs> my number one is Brock Lesnar. Okay, so Brock Lesnar was a uh, obviously a heavyweight division one wrestling champion in college. Uh, he then played for the Minnesota Vikings for like five minutes, played for the UFC, uh, <coughs> played for, competed in, I guess is a better verbiage. Sure. Uh, but uh, obviously multiple-time world heavyweight champion and I would argue the most entertaining thing in all of television.
2: Okay, I know you're a big fan. Yeah. Uh, my first one uh, is actually one of my namesakes. Oh, okay. So I'm glad I get to use this one. And also from my childhood, Big Van Vader.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: Big Van Vader played one one season on the Rams until Uh he blew out his shoulder.
1: And uh, went on to have an excellent career, not just in pro wrestling, but he was a a very good actor, very Mm. good actor. Mm. So he was the triple threat. Uh, Mine is a two-for-one special, and it was during the summer of 1998, and it's whenever – or 99, I guess would have been. So 98 was the final of the – 96, I'm so bad at this. So 96 was Utah Jazz for Chicago Bulls in the finals, and Jordan hit the jumper over, no, it was 98, I had to write the first name, over Byron Russell, and then that was the end of it. Well, then, for some reason, Dennis Rodman of the Chicago Bulls and Carl Malone of the Utah Jazz both joined competing factions in WCW to beat up on each other, and it was like my worlds collided as a child.
2: It was legit genius. Yes, so
1: Carl Malone and uh, Dennis Rodman beating each other up in pro wrestling.
2: And one of my favorites from my childhood Hacksaw Jim Duggan, very good. Hi-oh. He uh, was drafted by the Falcons. Uh huh. Yeah, he played on the Falcons.
1: Yeah, well, just uh, just one season. He had chronic knee issues. Yep, that's true. Yeah, and then he had to go. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson played at the uni- at the U. Yeah, and then uh, he was very good. And if you yes, yeah, he was drafted. He was the whole thing. And then if you were to be like, hey, by the way, he has the lineage. His father Rocky Maivia, um, very good, just very good. So, uh, so, anyways, if you'd be like, Rock, list your accomplishments. He would now put playing defensive line at the U, like, near the very bottom.
2: Oh, I bet. Yeah, because
1: he is that thing.
2: All right. My last one, and one that I didn't know about. I actually had to look this one up. Okay. So, another character from my childhood, and probably the most racist wrestling niche shtick of all time, Wahoo McDaniel ah. played ten years in the NFL. What? You heard me say that out loud. Wahoo McDaniel. I don't even know who that is. He's the 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 white guy who has on red face, who plays the Indian. You don't you don't remember that guy? No. Okay. Well, I, who, who knows about wrestling now, Smarty Pants? <laughs> I've never heard. you never seen Wahoo McDaniel no, before? No,
1: what part of the world is this That's from? That's the most
2: racist wrestling trope of all time. Oh God. Anyways, before he was um, culturally insensitive and got paid for it, he played in the NFL for 10 years.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, my last one, and it's the most uh, popular, I think, of this answer every time this question, it's, uh, it's Randy Savage. The Macho Man Randy Savage played a little minor league ball for the Cardinals before he made his professional debut in professional wrestling. Randy Pofo is his real name, P-O-F-F-O. And then uh, he went on to be the cream of the crop. So I think that, to me, is is the absolute varsity of pro wrestlers.
2: I I got an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Terry Crews. He tried out for the WWE ten times and never got it. I mean, I don't, like, what do you mean by that? tried out for the WWE 10 times. And they told him not good enough? Like yeah. at
1: wrestling or like everything else? Whatever. I mean, they put Snooki at WrestleMania. What do you mean Terry Crews can not get Well, us? no.
2: Terry Crews has like done wrestling events, but he's never a wrestler. Oh. Like, yeah. Like he was like. He's, he's done the intros and stuff, and he's been a hype man, but he's never been a wrestler in the WWE, I even understand. though he auditioned 10 times. from the tech- And I was super surprised, too, because I thought Terry Crews would be perfect. From the
1: texter, people are um, ashamed of me for not knowing who Wahoo McDaniel is. And I'm going to put it out there right now. As far as, like, super racist tropes go, I mean. This is top shelf. This is. I understand why you would know this, man. Like, this is right up your alley. (laughs) What what are you saying right now? I just. I mean, if you give me contemporaries, like, I want Chief J Strongbow.
2: Are you. Are you, like. Putting me in the same league as like Justin Trudeau. Like, do you think I've ever done like brown or red face before?
1: I and I haven't seen any. Fo- <laughs> I see war paint, but I have not seen.
2: Well, that's because I dressed up as the Ultimate Warrior that one Halloween. Okay, that's, that's why. That's the only face paint I've ever put on.
1: Unacceptable. It's a very good program today. Thank you to everyone who was part of making it happen. We are live from Revel tomorrow, 4 to 6, and then the coaches show immediately follows. We'll be heading over to the Comedy Club uh, to hang out with our friend Robert Buck D. Gibson. Uh, I think Buck D., Robert Buck D. Gibson is going to join us on the program, a special Wednesday appearance by he Hello. So bonus. that will be very good. Thank you to the YMCA of Central New Mexico for hosting us today. Van, any final words before we go?
2: My goodness, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.